Hi, this is Nina, and I don't know why, but my sister last week got to be in the show, and I didn't. What's up with that? So, so I'm taking over. This is the Bullpen's Bulletin Podcast, and if and if that tin can, X-51, comes around, I'm going to kick his head, it's going to go flying. So this is the show where David Price and Vince B are talking about comics. And I don't like them very much, so I don't even know why I'm doing this show. But I like to talk to people, so, okay. Alex Army, stay in school, kid. Sounds like you need it. Job security is a very good thing. Okay, out there in Marvelland, face front, this is Stan Lee speaking. Hey, who made you a disc jockey, lady? Well, well, Jolly Jack Kirby. By the way, Jack, the readers have been complaining about Sue's hairdo again. What am I supposed to do? Be a hairdresser? Next time I'll draw a bald headed. Hello and welcome to the Bullpen Bulletins Podcast, a celebration of all things Marvel. I'm Vince B. I'm David Price. And once again, it's that time to check out the Marvel Previews Catalog. Uh, for those of you following along at home, we're using issue 39, which came out in November for products shipping in January. It's very easy to spot. It's the edition with the oh-so-beautiful Mike Diodato Jr. Color Forms playset cover, (laughs) (laughs) otherwise known as the Thunderbolts. Now, um, this episode's a little bit different than our normal previews episodes. We usually jump into this catalog and trudge through it and cover every major point. Well, we tried something a little bit different this time. We collected a bunch of our friends on Skype and just it's almost like a stream of consciousness walk through the previews catalog people when you're listening through the episode people will come in and they'll just trail off and you don't hear from them for a little while and then later on in the show they'll pop up suddenly without any warning and it's a very strange episode it's almost like a microphone was following around the microphone was like on the table and it would pick up conversations as people were walking towards the table. No, it's almost like a an emotion painting of the, the, the thoughts about the Marvel previews catalog. You'll get Chris Neesman talking about Brubaker, and I was so shocked to hear Chris talk about Brubaker. <laughs> and, uh, y- you <laughs> know, it, never and, and then we'll talk about Daredevil's package, and it's like I said, it's a weird, weird, strange, just sometimes very disturbing episode. I, I think you may like it. I hope uh, if it's something you do like, make sh- sure to tell us about it. Stop by the forum at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com dot com and just 
tell us we were insane for even trying something like this. And on top of all the different comments, we got so many buzzline messages this episode and emails with um, audio files attached to them. There are 16 different voicemails in this episode. Our buddy Braxton sent us four, which if they don't make you fall out of your seat laughing, then you really have something wrong with you. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, Jay Scarzi sent two. Um, Doombot checks in. Denise from Birds of Geek. Ian from Comic Timing. It's it's an, a, a really... It's a potpourri, this episode. It's a potluck special. Uh, I think it works fairly well. Uh, even David called the buzz line because we've had so much rain tonight that and high winds. David thought that maybe his, he wouldn't have power. So just to cover the bases, he called the buzz line with, with his usual uh, info clips. And it's, it sounds really cool. Maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just phone in. You know, I can literally phone in my... Uh... <laughs> My, my my participation on the show and 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 the reason uh no i'd miss you too much oh yeah i i, I think one you you're too sweet one of the uh i think one of the reasons we tried to do something a little different with the previous episode is because this this is our titanic 10th episode and i had a few questions about you know what are you guys going to do for the big one oh what's what's so special about episode 10 you know it's uh, apparently anything with a zero in the in, in, in the number is, and we I think we could thank comics for this is a um, is some sort of anniversary. Um, anniversaries come in the tens or, or 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 every quarter things like that. So we decided to try something a little different with the previews. We we had two other previews episodes before this where Vince and I just go through pretty much cover to cover and pick apart the previews, things we like, things we may not like. Um, we're just we're just giving our opinions on some things, you know. What we're saying is is not meant to be, you know, law or gospel or, or you know, we're we're just we're comic book fans. So if we come across something that we're not particularly thrilled with, we're just voicing that as fans. We're not we're not speaking as as you know some some authority. So I, I do want to preface any anything like that. But um, we tried something a little different. We we're like like Vince said, we're not sure if it's if, if it's going to work, if it's going to stick, if 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 you like it love to hear about it if you don't like it i'd like to hear about that too because this way we'll know whether or not it's something we should try again in the near future um if if people want to call in with their uh with their preview picks by all means we, we'd love to have them and, and and actually you know with all these voicemails you'd think somebody would have actually uh took advantage of the point counterpoint we introduced last week but i don't think anybody did no i think they forgot about it which you know is okay. We're a podcast. You're too, too. You're far too forgiving. No, let let's be honest. We're a podcast about comic books of all things. If we get participation because I basically berate our listeners on the forum and call them losers for not you know calling it. <laughs> did you notice whenever I get like real weird and and wacky on the on the forum and i basically beg these people to call in we'll get like tons and tons of them but if you leave it up to them to call they're not going to do it so uh i think i i'm just going to have to do my regular thursday afternoon pleading session from now on just to get these guys to to call in but i'll bet my bottom dollar that next week we will be loaded with phone calls 
and email questions because we have an honest to god industry professional next week we're not going to say who we'll announce that on the forum so you should pay close attention to uh what's going on because it'll be your chance to ask questions and i think we're going to hook up a little skype deal if he's willing where you can jump on skype while we're doing the interview and ask him a question what do you think about that, David? That sounds like a pretty novel way to approach it. I I do indeed. I I, I like it. it. It's a novel way. It's it's a great way to um to I mean if that's not enticing enough, it, it's almost like when you're at a con and you're online, you're waiting for Peter David's autograph or Michael Avon Oming's autograph, and you're up there with your stack of books and and you want to ask him a question. This is this is one of those times you can ask ask this this person who's working he's he's working on a comic book right now it is a new comic book a new series so uh it's um it's something that from what i gather quite a few people are reading so we should have a few people either sending in questions or wanting to um ask the gentleman a question so i'm 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 hoping everything lines up and um and he is a go for this because i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah and if the, I can tell, usually tell by a person's email, you know, their personality. And it, he seems like he's up for anything, which is really cool. Excellent. And he was gracious enough to do this because let's be honest, we haven't interviewed anybody before. And we're still, I still have my training wheels on. And right. I'm not Chris Neesman. I can't dazzle you with my witty repartee and my, you know, see, there we go. I, I have those weird, awkward little, those pauses but the guy was nice enough to say yeah you know i'm up for it and when you learn who it is you're going to be shocked that this guy would even consider because he is one of the best i know i am i know i'm shocked that uh, i'll be talking to him yeah but enough said about that or should i say enough said about that um we should get on to more pressing matters, and that'll unfold when it does. But uh, tentatively, it's set for next, either Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll tell you on the forum uh, when we're going to record next episode. And and uh, anyone who's on Skype, if this person is willing, jump on, and you can ask this creator a question directly. Skip the middleman, which would be us. What would be neat is if this... Uh is if this creator can get to uh, the New York Comic Con, which which will ask him. And uh, you want me to tell you about the New York Comic Con? I smell a segue. No. Yes. I uh, did pro- shower. Proceed. The New York Comic Con, the second annual New York Comic Con, is bigger, better, and has double the space with more gaming and anime for 2007. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through the 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City, Featuring comics, anime, manga, graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPGs, MMOs, toys, movies, TV, celebrities, and more. Guests of honors include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, and George Perez, with many more to be announced. For a complete list of guests, as well as show information, visit www.nycomicon.com. Buy your tickets online now to ensure your spot for the 2007 show. Tickets are available now at a discounted rate for advanced purchases at www.nycomiccon.com. 
You can also book your travel arrangements online now on the travel page of the website. Don't miss out on the 2007 New York Comic Con. Visit our website to get all the information you need. Who's going to be there? Did you say Straczynski? I said Straczynski. Interesting. Hmm. Who's gonna who, who, who's gonna be there? Oh, jeez, who's not gonna be there? Uh, that that's a better question. Um, around comics, you check. Raging bullets, check. Pop cult online, check. Comics cast, absolutely check. It's 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 like a reunion. It's like a high school reunion Actually, of podcasts. It it, it, it it will be, and there's one podcast in particular that's also going to be there. And they were the reason this past Saturday that Vince and I actually got to say hi very briefly to one another. Oh, CGS! I forgot all about them. That's right. No offense. You forgot all about them. Well, you see, I was doing I was doing the the ones that are connected to our hip first, like the Raging Bullets, the Around Comics. You know what I mean? And then yes. then we spread out and go to the influences. And yes, CGS. Can't wait. Did you have fun at uh, episode 200? I really did. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I initially, and I have to admit when I have made a mistake or a lack of judgment, because that's just how I am. I like to be honest. Initially, I did not like Indie Spinner Rack. The, the first couple episodes I listened to, and I'm a, I'm a very big indie comics fan. I've been immersed in that. I don't want to say seen, but I've been immersed in that section of the art form for a long, long time, and I thought it would be a natural. I, I and I listened to the podcast, and I something about it I just did not like it. And one night on Skype, I was talking to Peter Rios, and he said, "Vince, I understand everything you're saying." Just do yourself a favor, download another episode, and give it another chance. And I did. And holy mackerel, I fell in love with the show. And I don't think I've laughed harder than at Charlito's Little Puppet Rios skit. (laughs) The guy is a rock star. He's a natural. He's got the voice. He's got the looks. He's got the sense of humor. He's got the vest. That's a great vest. He's got the vest. He's got the hair. He's funny. He's memorable. He's sharp. And it was that was the highlight of the day for me. I, I, I and I walked away from that thinking, "Holy shit, Charlito stole the show," you know. And he's very talented. Not to slight the the CGS guys because episode two hundred is a major. It's a huge milestone. I, what have we done? Ten? Well, no, <laughs> we we busted up a couple early. So let's just say what twelve total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done 200, not counting the the uh, specials and the books of the month club and the 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 event uh, shows. That's just boggles my mind. How I can't even if we do one a week, I consider that a damn good week. What do they put out now? Like three? Three? Yeah. That's insane. God bless it you is. guys. And I'm I'm not even holy or religious or anything. God freaking bless you. That's all I can say. But, yeah, I had a very good time, and I picked up some 10 or 11 back issues of uh, the Robinson-Casey-Ledron cable run, which is 
so damn good. I, I, I don't want to go there because I'd like to do a spotlight on it after we both touch base on that. So okay. we'll save that. And uh, and I'll tell you, I got a couple of freebies from Marcosia. Nice. From, from Chuck uh, Slatterly. And this book was called Done to Death. And it's got a very Clive Barker vibe to it, so I, you know, it was free. So I picked hmm. up, I picked up the first three issues, and I'll tell you, I've never read a more disgusting, repulsive, repugnant. Just turn your stomach, and it was good. It I sounds lo- like it's right up your alley. I I loved it. It's about it's it's a tongue in cheek kind of vampire tale, but it's very over the top, very grand guignol. It's. I, it's you have to experience it, but it's definitely not for children. It's very graphic. It's very good too. So, uh, Chuck, thank you very much for those freebies, and damn you, because now I've added another book to my uh, my pull list. <laughs> I do think on the bright side, though, I think it is a mini series, so I'm not going to be in 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 that much. But so cool, and and you know to give him props further he had a lot of trades there and smoke and mirror and um the brave vogel series oh of bitter souls is that that he's doing that one okay. yeah just the, the the and the starship trooper stuff and they have a very high production uh quality to the books very slick i love to smell the paper i open it up and just huff the the ink it's because it's being like next it's just like being next to the printer just, and they look like some quality produ- produced uh, trades. I was I, I saw the stacks that people were leaving with. Yeah, it, top notch. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Very Chuck, cool. Chuck and 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 Marcosia, they do good work. I hate to be exposed to good work because it always ends up costing me more money. Yeah, but I, I be afraid of that. Yeah, what are you going to do? Take it with you? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so uh, overview on the previews catalog from you. Uh, it it looks like um, with with some of the uh, with some of the items like the return, like uh, the second issue of Spider Man Rain, um, the penultimate issue of of Doctor Strange Oath, some more Daredevil Iron Fist, a nice looking what might become a nice looking cover on on Moon Knight. Um, the, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be. January looks like it's going to be a good month. You have the, again, um, the penultimate chapter of the first story arc of, of Criminal with number four coming out. The the part four of Coward. Um, you know the 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 collected editions look look pretty good this this month. You have uh, you have Warlock. You have the Storm. Premier hardcover uh, for collecting the Storm miniseries. You have Death of the Stacys. You have uh, you have Claws. It doesn't Avengers get assemble. I mean, yeah. it's it, it looks like it's going to be a a really good month for January. Yeah. If any, if 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 you usually leave up, um, room for one trade in your monthly order, don't let that Death of the Stacys go by. You have to get that. If you haven't read it, that is some of the best Spider-Man stories ever told. Yeah, you, it's it's you really need to get it. And I'll bet my life that DCBS has that for nine ninety nine. 
They usually do. They usually do a fifty percent off on on the. Uh, oh damn! Per, yeah, and it looks like I'm getting it then. Yeah, and and don't be a schlep. Go for the the comic cover one. Don't go with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the the cover. Do you really with that big well, type? Aside, I, I like it with the big type. It looks it looks like it should fit on my bookshelf more so than than the comic cover one. I can get a comic cover one on a trade. I like. I like the hardcovers to have a little bit of a different look. Um, but it's the Green and, Goblin. And it's, it's the Green Goblin, yes, I know, sir. And it's John Romita Sr., but you see the the Spider-Man cursing out Green Goblin while he's holding the dead Gwen Stacy. That's Gil Kane. Yes, it is. And I loves me Gil. Well, how about we do this? I'll get the one with the Goblin on the glider, and you get the other one, so we cover all the bases. All righty. And that's a good thing. That's and, a great thing. You know, something has really been nagging at me. I don't remember where I read it. I can't recall. And it, from when I, when it really hit me when I first stumbled upon it. It was something to the effect of that Joe Casada, his one regret is that he never instigated an imprint to rival Vertigo. Have you read that somewhere? I, I don't re- remember where I, I stumbled upon that, but I do remember reading that. It may have been hearsay. I don't even know if it's true. Like I said, it may have been conjecture, but that was the one misgiving Casada has about his time at Marvel was that he never generated an imprint to rival Vertigo. Okay. And going through this previews catalog... Now, you may call me nuts, but let me explain myself first, okay? First of all, what differentiates the Vertigo books from the rest of the DC Universe? Uh, Just to throw some stuff out there. They're geared to older readers. They have more mature and, I would say, challenging subject matter or thematic content. They're not written with the teenager in mind or I should say the younger teen in mind. They're they're usually stories that involve themes that you would not want a child to read. And they're presented in a sophisticated way, almost an eclectic way with the styles of writing and art. Now just step back and take a look at the roll call in this issue of previews bullet points does that look like a mainstream superhero title or does that look like a book that would fit in very well within the established vertigo parameters by the cover alone it definitely looks like and i'm just saying by the cover it looks like it would fit in with a um with a vertigo book Cause, right cause vertigo had what it did losers this 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 may not be a jock cover with the losers on it, but I mean it's 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 along that 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 vein, I think. Right. The the um, it's in the same ballpark. The uh, it, it's it's not jock would not be at home illustrating, say, Amazing Spider-Man, where or say Superman. It's very expressive, very subjective. Art. You, it's not something that's looking sleek and shiny like a uh, an above-the-board mainstream comic should. Now, Agents of Atlas, that does not look or read like a mainstream comic book. 
Captain America with Steve Epting. Brubaker's writing on Captain America. Again, it's very challenging. It's it's Epting is 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 trying to do something different with the art form. He's challenging the reader to go along with his little ride. And then you have the same thing on Daredevil with Brubaker and Lark and on Iron Fist. Fraction and Brubaker on that and you have that David Aja on art. Again, none of these look like your typical mainstream comic book. Astonishing X-Men if there was ever a Vertigo-esque superhero book, it's Astonishing X-Men. It, it would fit on the rack perfectly next to Doom Patrol or, say, um, Animal Man, where it, it, it's this morass of different levels of perception. It's not just a, a regular straight-ahead, I punch you, you duck, you punch me, I duck superhero story. It's, it, it works on a multitude of levels. And then you have Doctor Strange the Oath and Irredeemable Ant-Man. Did, did you say Blade? Uh, no, because it's shaken, so I'm kind of on the fence with <laughs> well, that. Well, I'm going by the cover. Okay, right? well, yeah, you have that. That Blade is more mature, but Irredeemable Ant-Man. It wasn't all that long ago that Hester and Parks were considered indie. This is and, true. And, and, it, and it certainly doesn't read like a mainstream superhero book. Jenkins' work in Frontline, uh, barring the ridiculous song lyric bullshit and 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 famous speech crap in in the in the last part that that's a very adult series there's themes dealt with in frontline that haven't been touched in the marvel u for years runaways is a very challenging very adult book on the one hand and on the other hand it appeals to you know a, a younger audience so it that's a book that's playing both sides of the street peter david's x factor is that your typical mainstream superhero book? No way. Look at ne- Next Wave. Both graphically challenging and written very, very cutting edge. I mean, it's Warren Ellis, so it's, it's almost an eclectic superhero tale. And then you have Mike Carey's X-Men. So what I'm trying to say with all this is... I think Joe Q has his Vertigo line, and that's the mainstream Marvel universe. And before we get tons of emails saying I'm I'm crazy, I don't mean the booga booga. I'm so depressed, Sandman. I'm not talking about God. Uh, right. No, I'm. Not, I don't mean subject matter wise. I mean in both challenging art and writing and eclectic and different stylistically and just not on the beaten path it's the the marvel universe the 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 collection of talent that joe q has amassed is marvel's vertigo there i i think i i I do i definitely see that because i i um i was telling you earlier that i uh I, i know that you're you're not we're not trying to say since Vertigo is, I mean, Vertigo might have their few superhero type titles, like with uh, like Hellblazer, his origins, John Constantine's origins are in Swamp Thing, which was before right. it was a Vertigo title. It was Alan Moore was writing it under the DC proper banner. Um, you know, the Tattooed Man had a miniseries with Vertigo. I mean, there there were Animal Man. Was Animal Man a Vertigo book? Um, not initially, no. Okay, but it 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 read like that, and then it it, it, became, it became a Vertigo, one. yeah. 
So it Vertigo has had some some superhero type characters on on the fringe. We're not saying that you know we're we're not trying to compare the types of Vertigo books that Vertigo puts out with the characters that are in those books with Marvel's 616 comic books. We're not we're not saying you know just because they're superhero comic books doesn't mean that they can't be Vertigo titles. They they read, they feel they're they may not be presented as such, but you can you can get the heavy feeling that this book would fit like Vince said on the shelf next to any other Vertigo book. Right. Uh, both visually and um, in terms of the style of writing that doesn't play down to the reader like a mainstream book has a tendency to. It it challenges the reader. It leaves a lot of blanks. And it deals in themes that are, in most cases, above the... I don't want to say perceptions of younger readers, but it's not within their scope of caring about a lot of these things. Um, as far as Civil War goes, how many younger readers actually care that there's a certain group of people being oppressed in this series? They don't care. All they see is, wow, Captain America's fighting Iron Man. Ooh, you know, the the the, the moralistic and the the in terms of human rights and and privileges that doesn't even factor into it. it all they care about is it's a it's a it's a superhero fight look at these guys they're throwing punches but the adult reader will will, will see a lot more there and there's a lot more to chew on but <laughs> it, it, you you get you you understand where i'm going with this it's 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 a it's like the marvel universe has somehow matured to a point where it doesn't have to explain itself it, it it's it's allowing the reader room to get in on the the uh the new status quo so to speak it's like when when you go to a museum and you look at a jackson pollock painting there's not a little paper that tells you how to perceive it Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all, all right. it's all subjective, and it's very challenging. I mean, in, in the DC universe, you have Carlos Pacheco, who is a fantastic draftsman. But what you see is what you get with Pacheco. There's nothing uh, working on any other level. That's a very straightforward draftsman, and man, is he good at it! Oh, he, Superman has not looked better right in recent memory, and and his Fantastic Four is among the best Fantastic Four graphically ever but what i'm saying is look at michael lark's work on daredevil that's a very challenging book that 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 is not a glossy that doesn't have the hollywood sheen that you would expect a mainstream superhero book to have it's very dirty and it leaves a lot up to the reader to fill in the blanks for a mainstream book that's crazy and 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 it's symptomatic of a lot of marvel's books now bullet bullet points that's a very hard read it's very dense visually and again for this to be considered pop culture like it's almost like the Beatles. The Beatles elevated the art form. They they didn't dumb themselves down to fit within what everyone wanted them to be. They raised it up. You know? And that's I, I think that's what bullet points is. It's 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 elevating the art form to a point where it wants the reader to catch up. 
instead of dumbing itself down. That's what I, I'm so impressed with what Casada has done with the Marvel Universe that if this story was true and if he does have misgivings, I don't think you should, Joe, because you have beefed this company up to a point where I'm stunned that this is the Marvel Universe. You're right, and I think maybe that's why I'm having such a great time with um, with Civil War. I mean, I would... I, I'd like to say, I'd like to be even more enthusiastic about that, but I haven't picked up issue five yet. Um, <laughs> that's only because while I'm at work, before I leave work, and the comic shop opens after I get to work, and it closes well before I leave work, so I really oh. don't have a chance until the weekend to I, get to the LCS. I hate that. See, I got the jump on you, buddy. You do. And you it, do. It, it, and the, plus the fact a, that you're off on Wednesdays. Yeah, not only am I off on Wednesdays, the comic shop is basically five minutes away. There's yeah. not there's not even that much traffic, you know. So, and I look forward to that. Wednesday's my day. So, I believe it. See, yeah. I would love to, if, if there was a shop that was easy for me to get to on the way to work, I'd probably make sure I go there every Wednesday or I take my dinner break. But the, the only other comic shop, near where I work that I would love to go to isn't easy to get to and it's it's in downtown White Plains and it's it, it just to leave work for my dinner hour to go there and, and even even an hour you, I can't you can't shoehorn in time at the LCS oh I gotta get back to work no right. I wanna talk to the people there I wanna flip through things I wanna see what else is out there so yeah. I can't say that you know I mean I but to get back to me enjoying Civil War I was thinking about it earlier and you know, granted, when Joe Q was on the talk circuit, on, on Colbert, on the other shows, on, on the news, you know, he's not, the, the people at Marvel aren't talking to the, to the media or to the press during pretty much normal business hours where kids might be aware of this comic book. He's talking after prime time where the people that these comics are aimed to are awake or to, to see what they're talking about. So I, I was, it dawned on me today, because I am a little slow, that <laughs> for, for, for such a, a major event in Marvel Comics, for, for, for Spider-Man and Captain America and Wolverine, and all I wanted to say, I was going to say Wolverine, and I thought about the X-Men who really aren't in it majorly, but Wolverine is with his whole Nitro vendetta. Um, now, when you see the characters like this and fighting each other and the types of stories that are being told between the Civil War main series and, and front and especially front line and Captain America's outlook on things and Wolverine's wasn't Wolverine's storyline wasn't exactly um, all uh, all sun and roses this isn't an event for kids so proving the point even further that Marvel Comics is kind of grown up and, and can be on the same shelf as those vertical vertical vertigo style well, stories. They, they are it's, vertical. This is true. Yeah, so you're not wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> and it just it it, it, it just it, it what you were saying may, makes even more sense to me because they they're if I want done in one stories, if I want the the other types of, of Oh, goody stories! They have the Marvel Adventures. They have, they have other titles that I can be interested in if I want to be the kid-friendly books. But I'm flipping through previews, and there's a lot of rated T plus books. There's a lot of, um, there aren't too many rated A 
books and the uh, and and even even the Avengers Assemble and this and and this was out. This book was out what three four years ago? These issues three five years ago. Avengers thirty five through forty. Oh no no of annual two thousand and two thousand and one. So even back then it looked like Marvel was kind of ramping up to to they were growing up when when their customers were when their readers were and I think it's just it's almost like it's a natural progression and and to see them or to see Vince comparing them to to Vertigo or telling Joe that. No, you have your Vertigo books. It, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just, it was just something I noticed, and I am man enough to say I could be wrong, but I don't know. It, I, I, I can, I go by what I perceive and what I see, and as at least as far as the art goes, this is not the Marvel universe of days gone by. This is a new cutting edge very very challenging marvel universe it it just takes one glimpse at bullet points or michael lark's daredevil or marcos martin see we got corrected on that it's marcos martin uh dr strange and richard corbin on ghost rider Rider. and david aja and the the Amazing Ladron doing the covers for Planet Hulk and Aaron Lopresti on the art, which, to be fair, Aaron Lopresti is not a good example in this case. He's very, very mainstream. Very, very, very good. I'll give him that. But his his style is, is nice and slick, and, 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 even and it works well on the Hulk. So that was not a good example. But even <laughs> even Jim Chung, who is exquisite. But, oh, my God. But does if you want to see just how exquisite... Go to the forum and look at those pages from the Illuminati that 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 Pat Loika posted. Are those not unbelievably gorgeous pages? Uh, I know, I know that gal- that Galactus page. That Galactus is yeah. Awesome, I had but then, I, I had to change the underwear. <laughs> then that shot of the Illuminati. And it wasn't even Saturday. That's right. <laughs> 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 it would have been a week. I bet it's it just oh god. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I just I just <laughs> love beautiful things. Yeah. No, you you weren't sidetracked. It, it was it was awesome the to see those pages, and that's just what I'm saying. Uh, it's it's a new level of sophistication and graphic sensibilities to the Marvel universe, and I'm so so happy that they've got to this point. I'm loving every minute of it. It's it's nice to see them and 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 it's nice to see it's nice to see them grow up. I think with us because granted, the Fantastic Four even before Civil War, the Fantastic Four during the John Byrne run, or even partly with the DeFalco and and Ryan run and and things like that, that was vastly different. I'm not saying superior, but it was it it it, it was was it could you say it was maybe more mature than the Lee and Kirby stuff you were reading. Initially, I cannot make an objective call on that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just curious to know if if, if uh, was, they grew up or if the book grew up with you. Oh, of course, burn stuff was more mature. It was it was twenty or you know thirty years removed. It would have to be more mature, but it, unless they stagnated, which burn didn't do. But uh, in terms of the Marvel universe, again with the 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 graphic styles, if you like the mainstream stuff. 
the, the the real slick and shiny they have that too and they have guys that do it really really well yes. martin mark brooks is oh just a, a talent and a half and uh, you know paul pelletier on exiles and did you say uh bianchi on uh, on, on wolverine or is that a little gritty no i i think bianchi on a on a a mainstream book is about as eclectic as you can get. Okay. That's yeah. Um I but was thinking of I was thinking of Thunderbolts and oh, uh, Tom Grummet. Oh, the, yes, okay. With, but that this month, yeah, right. that doesn't it's it's a thing of the past now, which is very unfortunate because if, if I had to save if 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 Tom Grummet and um Mike Diodato Jr. were hanging by their fingers from a bridge, Grummet would still be on Thunderbolts. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Actually, Grummet would probably still be on Teen Titan, New Titans for me, but I know what you're saying. Or yeah. Superman. Yeah. But um, Superboy. Well, the, right, he was on. But he was on. He was on Superman before Superboy. Yeah, but the, see, the the reason why I say Superboy was they brought all the old Jack Kirby characters into. Oh, right, with the Guardian yeah. and, and, and right. Okay. Um, I got to go with my heart, man. I know. I know. What about uh, La Roca on New Universal? I I don't consider La Roca all that slick either. He's he's very, very talented and very good, but he's he's a very challenging artist as well. That's what I'm saying. Everywhere. And uh, to even further the, the argument a little bit, trump card, Pascal Ferry. Oh. Uh, He's Almost like the best of both worlds. He's he's a classically trained. He's a master illustrator. Uh, have you seen, uh, you know, the 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 recent issues of Ultimate Fantastic Four? They're like masterworks. They're they really are. really yeah. good. And when it's and it's not those, it's, it's be gorgeous. Yeah, and it's not your standard Fantastic Four. It it takes risks. Double page spreads with nothing more than vehicles on them and huge space scenes and and just. You know, multiple panels, and then you'll have a page with maybe two panels. It's, yeah, it's very, very, very rich. Very. Here's somebody who's been gritty for years, Mark Texiera. Yep, I I would never have pegged him for a, a I, he he in my opinion would fit well with the indie stuff. He's got that that, like Chris likes to say, that street level, <laughs> cred to him, and he's yeah he's another good one. Well, I mean, I think we should get into the meat and potatoes of this episode before we have another three-hour monster on our hands. And and again, if if uh, if you enjoyed the last two previews episodes where it was just Vince and I going through the book, let us know if you like the idea of our the audience participating with previews. Let us know. There will be a um, a link for a survey for you to take. We figured with 10 episodes, we uh, might be time to get an idea as to what people have enjoyed, what they're listening to. Um, it's only going to be a few minutes. It's not going to ask any, any major... It's not going to ask you for any major information, uh, but we'd just like to get an idea as to who's listening, who's listening to what, and what, and who's... Uh, <laughs> who, who, you know... If you want to hear something different, something a little more on on a certain subject, if, if uh, and and by and we're still, as you can tell by this episode, we're still fooling around with some ideas. We're still doing some experimenting. So oh, I'll never. We stop haven't had no. This is true, and I don't want you to. I mean, we 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 only had one 
Heavy Duty Spotlight so far. Uh, we'll be doing another one soon, and you can tell us which one you want by going to the forum and voting on the next Marvel Spotlight. The uh, so you know we'll have we have another spotlight coming. We have uh, you know we're working on the interviews. We and, you know the previews. You know we're going to be there once a month. How you want the previews presented? Let us know. Yeah, it's entirely up to you. If you yeah. like the format of this better than the page-by-page overview of the magazine, then let us know. And if you like it enough, why don't you put your money where your mouth is and join us? Yeah. How's so this way this way we can... You, you can tell us what you think about a certain title that's coming out, a certain creative team on a title. Because and, and we I'll, can have a little tete-a-tete right there. That's right. I mean, let's be honest. It This podcasting is not easy. And, you know, to, to, to suck blood from a stone is really tough. So David and I need fresh, young minds to kind of bounce our ideas off of. And that's not to say we're tired of this. I mean, I don't no. want to make it sound like Jesus. You know, my God, it's, it's 10, 10 episodes. They're already complaining about how tough work it is. I no. I love it. I'm not stopping. Nope. I don't, I, you know, whether it's just Vince and I or Vince and I and a bunch of other people. I'm loving this whole. I'm but, not going away anytime soon. But see, there's a reason why the successful podcasts are that way. And that's because they have a variety of entities that work well together. You and I work great together, but I think we work even better when we have somebody like, say, Miguel to stir the pot. Or yeah, we, we, we can team up on him. Yeah. Well, he likes that. Actually, well, we're just talking about arguing. <laughs> or Dan or Chris or uh Echo, Sal. or yeah that's the I th- we've had we had some great feedback from episode 9 and and, yeah. and Sal I love him to pieces he knows this and that it, it it it's not an I, he I don't think he to me I don't think he needed to um to to explain how he felt about our rating systems I knew how he felt I appreciate the fact that he took the time out today and kind of broke down why he he thought our um I just pretty much Giving almost everything fives was, was wasn't yeah. something he's fond of doing, and and I, I completely understand it, and I love him to death for for actually putting it out there. So you know why I did time, that, right? Why I did, what? I did that just to piss him off. <laughs> I, I I put that I did that post on our forum just to tick him off, and he just fell for that, and just oh well, I think it's blah blah blah, and I just I said okay, I got him. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad he didn't uh, he didn't type it in a British accent. Oh, <laughs> uh, bitches! Um, <laughs> so well, we had to give him a shout out because he and Chris are going to listen to this on the ride to to, to yeah. the shop tomorrow. So yeah, and I I wouldn't tease Sal so much if I didn't respect the guy. So you know, take that for what it's worth. I don't respect too many people, but damn it, if Sal and Chris, and yes, even Tom, um, <laughs> are, are three of the ones that I do. But So let's set this up. Uh, the following segments contain sporadic appearances from Dan C., a.k.a. Papercut, Miguel Rodriguez, the uh, famous organic matter, Mr. Equinox, Chris Chavez, Jay Scarzi, and uh, somebody named... Chris Neesman, is it? Nees? That, that was, yeah, N-E-S-E-M-A, yeah. Right, Neesman. Is he yeah. new? 
I haven't heard too much from him. No. I think he's going to be an up-and-comer, though. Oh, I, he's very talented, but you know, I think we can squash him before he gets a chance to grow. <laughs> so enjoy, and remember, we need some feedback on this. Have fun, guys. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Marty here. Uh, I'll keep it straight this week. Um, a lot of people do like a top-of-the-stack kind of thing, or... Uh, they'll do something they found out of a bargain bin or something. Uh, since I do most of my reading here in the bathroom, um, I'll do what I like to call an uh, top-of-the-pot pick. Uh, yeah, most of my quality reading is done on the porcelain appliance. And uh, the book I'd like to talk about this week is The Essential Marvel 2-in-1 Presents The Thing, Volume 1. Uh, I got this down at the local comic shop. It was in a 50% off box. Uh, of course, it was pointed out to me by Vince, so I, I picked it up. Uh, stories uh, are featured writers uh, Steve Gerber, Chris Claremont, Roy Thomas, uh, Bill Mantlow, and others. And the, the artists are uh, Jim Starlin, Gil Kane, uh, Sal Buscema, Ron Brown, and others. Uh, Lots and lots and lots of fun stories in this thing. Um, it just starts off with uh, with the Hulk. Uh, there's two Iron Man stories. Of course, a Man-Thing story. Uh, Namor the Submariner. Daredevil. Cap. Guardians of the Galaxy, which ties in with a previous thing that Vince did. Uh, Doctor Strange. Valkyrie. Ghost Rider. And a Christmas story that's really, really twisted. Uh, there's two Thor stories, uh, Black Widow, The Golem, uh, Power Man, Son of Satan, Morbius, uh, Kazar, the uh, you know, Necessary Spidey story, Scarecrow, Tigra, The Fantastic Four, and then there's a three-parter that involves the Invaders and the Liberty Legion, uh, the now-departed Black Goliath, <laughs> Iron Fist, and uh, that that's just to let you know that some of these stories that are in this huge book, all of them all fun, all slap, uh, slap bang, uh, tons of fights, lots of uh, humor in these things. Probably my favorite story in the whole thing uh, is the one with the thing featuring Daredevil, uh, of course, uh, written by uh, Steve Gerber. Uh, the story features uh, Matt Murdock and uh, Candace Nelson, you know, Foggy sister. They attend an avant-garde patriotism play. Uh, <laughs> uh, a part of the play is a slave doing a step and fetch it uh, in front of the Statue of Liberty, and then uh, <laughs> Captain America coming out and uh, beating the ever-living crap out of the guy, <laughs> and then Cap being shot by a guy dressed up like Hitler. And then Hitler's screaming at, out at the audience, saying that he represents America, and uh, he blows his own brains out, <laughs> not, but not before screaming, get hip Schweinhunds. <laughs> oh, yo, eh, Steve Gerber, you know, using his usual light touch, I guess. You know. <laughs> uh, of course, you find out that uh, all the actors are, are being mind-controlled by... Uh, what's called the Black Specter and uh, Necra, the Priestess of Darkness. 
Uh, but it, it, I was just reading it, and it, just some of the lines had me laughing out loud. Uh, just to add, though, I, probably my favorite character, and I, I wish that Marvel would probably do something with him, but I, I can't see them doing anything now with with the character, is Wondar. You know, you know Gerber's answer to Superman. <laughs> You know the the huge retarded man child. You know he's got the, he's, you know he's the 22 year old orphan from space with the mind of an infant and strength of an elephant. Uh, you know, he's always running around calling Ben Uncle Benji. <laughs> and uh, oh, but uh, uh, Nia Marita just uh, gets all swampy when she's in the big guy's presence. <laughs> so, uh, so I'd have to say that the 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 whole thing was was well worth the what I think it was six dollars I spent on it. Uh, all the stories were good, especially the first three quarters of the book. Uh, towards the end, it, the drawing gets a little slicker. It gets a and the writing is definitely different. The the Gerber stories are probably the best. Um, so overall, I'd give you know Marvel Two and One Prevents Thing Volume One. Uh, four and a half flushes out of five. So that's it for me this week. This is Marty. Let's jump a little bit to page uh, 10 with the Ultimate Vision number two. And if there was any question... If the vision didn't mind a little bit of backdoor input, I think this should uh, pretty much. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> she she looks like she quite in, enjoys it. But I mean, have you read the interview with Brandon Peterson that they recently ran on Newsarama about his? I don't go to any other site, the bullpen bulletins podcast dot com. Man, we talk about Newsarama. Well, it's very informative on how he produces his artwork, and I think the man has grown by leaps and bounds in recent years. That is just some fantastic work. I like that a lot. If Miguel doesn't take an interview and post it on our site, I don't read it. There, are, there's you know, there's other things in the world. We have a beautiful site, but. You got to learn, man, and it was just—it was great. It was a great interview, and you're he, right. He has come a long way. And I, he, I remember those early X-Men issues and things like that. Right, and I can't fault uh, an artist that produces an image that strong for using—I uh, let's just say a computer assist or a digital assist well, because look at the camera right, there. right, he's putting his own stamp on that. There's there's yeah. other artists who do not go that distance and suffer for it. This is a beautiful and the interiors of the book, which you none of which you can see here, but you can if you you know jump on over to Newsarama. Just gorgeous, amazingly complex, detailed things that I just can't wait to see. So, how about Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number sixteen? You know, I I have to um, and I'm interrupting you. I have to oh, um, it's okay. Curse you out because. I was I was talking to Miguel about this, and before I'm just I'm focusing on Peter and and like he's in the desert and he's just you know grasping to stay alive and you know and I'm like okay in this issue he takes on the vulture but he's in the desert which is where vultures are known to fly around and the vulture is looking down on Spider-Man just like a vulture would look down on on the soon to be his soon to be prey and I'm like son of a bitch I wouldn't have picked up on that any other time. So it's your fault. 
I, but it is, it is a good-looking image. I, I, I like the cover. I like Eaton's portrayal of, of Spidey here because the, the costume kind of looks like that that old-school Spider-Man outfit a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's a lot of Neil Adams in that, too. And I Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's a guy, Scott Eaton, who has been doing this stuff for a lot of years. I mean, the earliest stuff I've seen, I think he did Dr. Fate in uh, 88, Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so he did um, that Scarab series for Vertigo, and then he was, of course, Sigil. He did that for CrossGen, which was amazing work. And uh, it's good to see that the guy's still around and on a somewhat high-profile book too. Yeah, you don't you don't give you know Spider-Man to your scrubs, right? Amazing Spider-Girl number four. Nice, uh, nice Punisher homage on that cover there. To uh, what was it Spidey one twenty nine? Yeah, Gil Kane and John Romita. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I will stress, it's a really good book. But if you're of the type that likes earth-shattering, groundbreaking comics every issue, then you will not like Amazing Spider-Girl. It's a it's a nod to the past. It's an old-fashioned comic. And, you know, if you want Civil War every month, then don't read uh, Amazing Spider-Girl. But if you are one, you know, to just enjoy the medium for what it is then i suggest you pick up that book because it's uh it's very well done and it's based on your suggestion i picked up zero one and two last saturday have you read them not yet i I just all i did was pick them up i didn't say i read them yet he he picked them up and he bought them yes thank you yes let's let's make sure we they're right next to me i'll flip through them right now but we're doing the previews episode and i think that'd be rude i'm kind of interested in ultimate civil war spider ham it, it takes balls to actually produce a, a single issue featuring nothing but funny animals. So I, I ordered I'm, it. I'm, so. I'm curious because it says, the the title says um, Ultimate Civil War Spider-Ham Crisis. But then if you read the solicit, it says Ultimate Civil War Spider-Ham Frisis featuring Wolverham. It, I think <laughs> I, I would. I like the Frisis part. I would guess Frisis is a is a freaking typo i would hope i don't know because what else are you gonna do with bacon uh, that's very true see i didn't even think of that man yeah. oh. i didn't but again with that waringo cover wasn't that a, yeah. a variant during the, that was a variant for the uh for the other story line. yeah but check out one of the names in there john severin god bless yep him. hey guys this is braxton calling with another impression real quick <clears throat> This time I'm going to do Spider-Man. Hey Mary Jane, this is Spider-Man. What's up? <clears throat> I got a joke to tell you, Dr. Octopus. Look at you. You look like a bunch of a big dumbass. Ha, <laughs> I got them real quirk. I got the quirky quirky quips when I beat your ass. Ha, <laughs> let me do this backflip. I'll kick you in your ass. Oh, that's a big ass. I'd say you got junk in the trunk. <laughs> hey, Mary Jane. I see you. So we've been joined by Around Comics' Chris Neesman. There's a surprise. And Mr. Dan C., a.k.a. Papercut. Where Ooh. am I? Why are you people talking to me? <laughs> so so what are you guys interested in within this previews catalog? Okay, anything, just get right to it. Yeah, anything in here that floats your boat? Uh, lovely table of contents in the front. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, Jesus Christ. I'm very, uh, so, I like to be organized. I like to know where I'm heading. So, Chris, what do you think about the return? 
of 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 the big green guy? Uh, no, no. The, the, no. The return, the Marvel Comics event, Civil War. Do you think they're going to pull out the uh, Captain Marvel card, or you think it's all a big feint and they're going oh. to? No, they're they're not going to bring back Captain Marvel. It's no, no way. It's I mean, we, we talked about this what a, a month or so back. It's you know that that's the that's the sacred cow. You can't do that, right? How about the rumor that maybe Speedball will get the Nega Bands because Jenkins is writing Frontline and Jenkins is writing this, and it's a natural A to B. Do you think that'll happen? Do it, this okay? This was over a drunken conversation at Wizard World. Um, so, so this may or may not be true. Um, Speedball ain't making it out of Civil War. It's it's that that's just my gut instinct, and 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 Paul was probably just pulling our legs. But I I don't think that Speedball is going to make it out of Civil War. So no, I I, I don't think it's going to go that route either. Well, then I'm totally lost because I have no. <laughs> Sorry, I, you know, I have <laughs> I, I have no idea what they're and they make it pretty convincing. With the negative zone, and, and I don't know. I just, I'd like to see them do something with the Nega Bands. Maybe not Genis, maybe some other character. Just keep that Captain Marvel legacy alive. There's another company who's based on legacy. Why can't Marvel have a little bit of a ties to the past? Just, well, I, th- I think Genis is cool, though. Yeah, Genis is good, but I mean, he's a little on the crazy side. Yeah. Yeah. That works for me. And and, and uh, while you're we're... a little bit on the crazy side, Vince, oh, you know, I, I like you. I'm, I'm well aware of that. How about annihilation? You digging that? Uh, you know, I'm 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 woefully behind on stuff, and I've decided to go the trade route on annihilation because, and just because, I have decided to get every single Civil War crossover that they're making. So I am I am as far into Civil War as you can get. So I, I decided to uh, to forego Annihilation and 52 um, from that other company um, while that's going on. Yeah, I, sh- I should have done Annihilation on the trade route because I wasn't able to get the single issues to the four minis leading up to it. And I'm probably going to want to read those. So I should have mm-hmm. just went, uh, went either trade... I can imagine that they'll do like like they did with the House of M with the oh with the uniform binding with the with sure. the spine and just you know the whole mm-hmm. they did they did that it. yeah they did that with all the the disassembled stuff and, right and I, right, I can right. see that happening but you know you guys know my taste I'm more of a I'm more of a street level yes. guy so the you know the the cosmic is something I'll read in passing but it's I I really like the street level aspect of, of Civil War right now. To, you know, the, and I just actually I just read um, was it the latest Captain America was it 23 the one that was pretty much just Bucky and uh, oh that's awesome I, <laughs> I, I, without spoiling anything I just thought it was so cool with the, with, with who he was talking to mm-hmm. that, that's, that's a great issue Br- Brubaker is, is just the man uh, that's all I'm he, saying he's, he's so dialed in right now it's just it's ridiculous yeah. how, how good a feel he has for those characters right now amazing stuff so moving on past the return, what else we got? I'll tell you, if, if you are a connoisseur of of fantastic art, flip. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? Let's not even go there. Okay, I'll, I'll forget about that. I wish I could. Yeah, there's so many things in here we can talk about. I'm really interested in getting my hands on this Kari Andrews Spider-Man series, the Rain. Mm-hmm. That is a brutal, uh, just... A really disturbing cover. 
with yeah. the uh, what yeah. looks like the remnants of the Sinister Six just cutting into Spider-Man's throat with a a big ass blade. That's very disturbing. Who's doing the cut in Craven, right? Yeah, uh, looks like it. Yeah. And Isn't he dead? No, the, his, <laughs> his his son isn't. <sighs> yeah. It's always the son. I know. You know. Yeah. It's either the son or the butler. But we I mean we have to keep Sandman in the in the in the public's eye oh, because yes, of the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've seen the preview art for this. It looks incredible. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to get my hands on that one. Now, you can never have enough Spider-Man, and it's probably I'm probably shooting myself in the foot by saying that. But when it's drawn this well, I I I, I can't say no. That's the thing. You can never have enough Spider-Man as long as it's good Spider-Man. You just don't want Spider-Man. You just it's it's got to be. Yeah, I want good Spider-Man. Right. Something that you know recently we have had a lot of very good artists on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. With Absolutely. Me. Are you are you liking Amazing? Yes, I do. I, I think Garney's improved. Um, not that he was a bad artist to begin with, but his recent stuff on Amazing is really tight. Very Bill Reinhold Inks, baby. Bill Reinhold Inks. Oh, well, yeah. Reinhold's. Yeah. Bill, Bill rocks. He is so good with Garney. And Bill's very solid on his own, too. Yes, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Agents of Atlas. I'm loving that. And I, I didn't initially... And I will be happy. I took quite a tongue lashing from Sal, and if you've ever had a, had a tongue lashing from Sal, you know it's not a pleasant experience. Every uh, day, every <laughs> day. So it keeps Chris coming back. I, I, I will ad- admit, initially it was a, it was a hard read. It just didn't click. But by the end of issue two, I was kind of sensing where everything was the, the, going, the lay of the land, so to speak. And I really, I really like it a lot. How about you, Dan? I, I've enjoyed that series. It's good stuff. Hey, old Atlas stuff rocks. Hey, I, w- I want to see them continue to to dig back through their history and and pull this stuff out because it's it's fun. And I think that you know, with with the type of comic fans that are out there right now, we we kind of um, there's definitely an appeal for us to go back and, and and look at that stuff. You know, that that nostalgia factor of those characters. Right. And while, speaking of that, there was a preview image that we saw on your site. Aroundcomics.com today. That was a Straczynski, and who was the penciler? It was Captain oh. America, and oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was it? That I never go uh, there. Let me see. That was an Epting. Was <laughs> that the one? Forum. Was that the one from the uh, about the invaders? Yes. yes. Where'd you grab that from, Dan? I got that oh, from. Oh, oh, uh, that's right. That was all Dan. the rage. Oh, you're gonna that scroll, scroll and mouse action with Dan. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. This, it's Chris Weston. Chris Weston, Ministry of Space. Yes, yeah. Yeah. excellent artist. That that actually looks interesting. I, I don't usually go for the old like say All Star Squadron era type, but that actually looks interesting to me. If they ever do an a, a, a new Invaders book, not a new Invaders, but a new book about the Invaders in the 1940s era, and if they screw it up, Sal will be crushed. Oh, just yeah. crushed yeah. because he he wants them to do that and do it well so bad that that they're gonna they're gonna do it and if they mess it up it'll it'll just it'll destroy him. <laughs> well, I I, I think Brubaker's a no brainer for that, right? Would would he be up for something like that? Uh, you know, I I I don't want them to overwork him, and I think that he's 
I think he's right on the edge right now of of as many titles as he can handle. And I want to see him stay on Daredevil and Cap, and he's going to stay on Criminal. Yeah, so I, I don't know what else they can throw at him. I tell you what, the guy that I'm liking right now that I think might be a good fit for it is uh, this Guggenheim writer. Yeah. I'm liking his stuff. So I I don't know, someone that has a nice, like, 40s feel to him. It, it's it's hard to do that and do it right, but, you know. What about, like, a Darwin Cook or something? Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. What's Roy Thomas doing nowadays, aside from Alter Ego? Not, I, I think, not too much. I think that's, I think that's it for yeah. right now. Well, here's an idea. Why don't we take Brubaker off X-Men? Beca- mm-hmm. Because that's, that shoe doesn't fit and, and put him on this... <laughs> Is he doing Invade. more than the 12 inch, uh, twelve inches? Twelve inches. <laughs> twelve inches. Hey, he is doing more than twelve. Wow. Inches. He is <laughs> a stud. He is a stud. Street level here. <laughs> you know, hey Vince, I was thinking about this the other day with him on X Men, and just because we're used to Brubaker writing in a in a specific style or um, certain genres within comics that seem to fit him really well. But I, I've been reading the Uncanny X-Men. I don't really like it that much, but I kind of went past the X-Men a few years ago. He's writing a really good X-Men story. It's just not what I want to read. Uh, there probably hasn't been an X-Men this good since probably Cochran, Claremont, Byrne era. He just has captured that. So, I mean, am I totally off base here? No, I think... Well, the man doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything half-assed. So I, I think you he, I get think his, he has captured that audience very well. Right. It's just I'm not in that audience. You get a certain level of commitment with a Brubaker story, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing it in X Men. But and like this, same with you. I'm not feeling it yet. I I I, I enjoy what he's doing. I like the, the writing is very tight and very well plotted out. I just I'm just not digging it because I I'm not putting myself I'm not in, I'm not investing enough in the story to get out what Brubaker has put into it. Put it that way. Okay. And, and it's a my sh- life. I, I I could really give a shit what happens to Nightcrawler. You know anymore. I just don't care. Oh, I still think the the mutants are cool, and I do have a soft spot in my heart for them, but. I am enjoying the Civil War stuff, and it's a shame that mm-hmm. they're not part of it right now. So, you know, yeah. I think I think he's doing very good work. I, but it, in terms of all the other great books he's on, I would take that's the book I would take away from him oh, yeah. if I had to. Oh, yeah. It would be the X Men book. Yeah, I, I doubt if he goes past the the twelve issue um, run that they've got him scheduled for. Yeah, I, I think that'll be it. And I don't so. think he should. But yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> Hi, this is Chris Chavez, Equinox on the forums. And whenever my wife isn't available for some special leaven, I like to curl up with a nice, fresh comic, hot off the presses, in my favorite easy chair, naked, of course, with a can of Crisco nearby, just in case. Because I really love comics. All right, moving on. How about the all-new official handbook of the Marvel Universe, A to Z? I, I like. I've never been one for handbooks. I, I bought them in the '80s, and when they were a novelty and they were a new thing. But recently, I've picked up a couple of these. They are really well put together, and I must have read 
you know, 45 minutes on, on Baron uh, Strucker last night. And <laughs> were, were there a lot of big words? No, no, it was it was three pages long and, and just packed with tiny type and just loads of information. And I paid, well, before discount, I paid three ninety nine for the book. And if you could sit down and spend 45 minutes to an hour and you're only maybe like a tenth of the way done through the book, that's money in the bank, I think. Yeah. Well, here's the question about that. Now, would, now since you've read about Baron Zucker, does it make you want to go out and buy a book with him in it? Yes, it does. Dude, I, I am reading... The, uh, I'm reading the Storenko era Nick Fury Agent of Shield, so I'm yeah. living Strucker right, right now, right. and it is badass. It's it so is awesome. Good. Oh, it's he, awesome. And 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 I said to myself, I, I I read Baron Zemo first because I want to get the updated on the Thunderbolts history. So I read Zemo first, and then I'm I'm paging through it, and I see Strucker. I said, Well, why does Strucker get three pages and Zemo only get two? Oh, there's a re- he's a badass. There's a reason. Strucker has been <laughs> everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. How do they organizing the new updates? Is, is it alphabetical, or is it by team, or by? No, by it's it's group alphabetical, or? but don't expect to see everyone in there. Okay, so like, it's not like the when they did the Hulk encyclopedia and the Spider-Man encyclopedias a while back. No, no, and and glad okay. you brought the Hulk up because if you're a fan of these guidebook things, pick up the Hulk one. The Hulk one is unbelievable. <laughs> I've, I've talked to Chris about this before. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in the Planet Hulk story and maybe you think, uh, you know, it sounds like something I want to read, but I'm not quite sure, get the guidebook. The guidebook will suck you in and you will just be living Planet Hulk. It's good stuff. But I've jumped the tracks again. Um <laughs> I really like the um, um, the Civil War case files, like the Tony Stark case files that came out. It's kind of along yeah. the same lines. Dense reads, but a, a lot of fun. Yeah, brilliant cover, too, on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see that on our forum at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. <laughs> the, what I was saying before, though, about Rainy running hot and cold, that this cover isn't exact. I don't think this is his um, his best work, but it... it, it, it it looks good. Right. I like the characters on it. I like, you know, is that uh, is is that Count Nefarious up there? It looks like him. Yeah. Okay. But as far as a cover on a guidebook goes, you know what? I it, they could publish it with a white cover. I wouldn't really care. The the uh, the values in the all the the histories and the 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 information presented inside of it. I'm telling you, it they these things are jammed with stuff. And speaking of Planet Hulk, that Death's Head right there. That's one of the uh, shock troopers in Planet Hulk. The the Death's Head. I think they're called Death's Head 3.0. Oh. Neat, neat, neat stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So check that out. And come on, you can't go wrong. It's got uh, Spider Man 2099 on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got arcade there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big and sucker I for love 2099. Arcade. <laughs> arcade is great. Did you read Claws? He was great in that. Yeah, I'm a bigger I'm a bigger sucker for arcade than I am 2099 stuff. So, <laughs> uh, even though the, the the Spider-Man 2099 Hero Click is badass. Oh jeez. Oh, is, what do you dude, think of Vin- the zombies? Vince, oh no, Vince, have you seen? I, I told you about the other unique coming out in this next set, right? Um, you prob- X51 baby. 
Oh, it's, he's in the the uh, what's it called? Um, sinister, not sinister. Yeah, uh, supernova. Supernova. Yeah. Now we're way off track, aren't we? No, and you See, know, I always get you, you with the hero clicks. We were talking <laughs> back on board. We were talking to Dan last night, and I said, Dan, wouldn't it be cool that while we're in New York City at the at the con, get Chris. And we'll both, we'll all buy two boosters of HeroClix, <laughs> and we'll do a sealed booster little mini tournament with just us. That'd be so well, cool. Guys, I, I don't want to do that. Hey, We're too good of friends. I don't want to whip your ass that way. Oh. I want to see the master at work, so I want to <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. I just want to see Vince get back in there, sucked back in, and spending all his money. Uh, I used yeah. to buy those things by the case. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I just I just can't play Vincent Magic because that would be that would be sad because he 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 would turn the tables on me pretty quickly. Yeah, but I I would love to be bent over. Well, I shouldn't say that. That got the red tag pretty quick. Uh, hey, look yeah. look um hey ch- check out Captain America's head on this uh, <laughs> cover for Black Panther. And hey, check out Blade Number Five. I love that. Cover. I'm liking it. It's a I'm beautiful, it. beautiful cover. I I have no interest in the book, especially since Howard Shaken is drawing it. Because now, see, now, uh, now I have to bring this up because I you mentioned Shaken and I read Blade Number One. It wasn't as aside from that splash page with Spider Man's ass and hip bone or whatever the hell was going on on that splash page. Shaken's art was not bad in that comic book, and then I get to issue whatever week it is, of 52, and I flip through the Black Canary origin, and I gag. I, that's not shaking. That's like he's drew it with his left foot. Oh, so you, you're saying that he's like a double agent thing. I think I think he's purposely sabotaging his DC work because he's, he wants his Marvel work to be better. His, <laughs> I tell you, his hot Very girl sane theory. Oh, is Thank horrible, you. horrible stuff. But I mean, I'm not read. I didn't read Hot Girl, so I don't know how Simonson's writing. I it think or they how sh- Shaken's art looks on it. They should have called it Nipple Marvel. Girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like his stuff on New Event. That the one New Avengers still. Oh, he did what? He the did. Captain America issue. Yeah, I didn't like that. But you know what? The Boyd stuff. I I think he's kind of throwing himself into it, and, and that's Guggen- that's Guggenheim writing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm t- watch out for this guy. He's I know. He's, spin- I was, he's spinning some good tales. I, I I was I was a little I was apprehensive because here's a guy whose credentials are like, well, you know, he worked on CSI New York or Miami or one of those, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, I'm I'm I wasn't I'm not tired. I'm not overly tired of all the entertainment writers coming to comics. I just after getting burned with only two issues of Wolverine Hulk after having to wait with Wonder Woman after, you know, all this, all this, you know, all these TV writers or or TV people that work in TV and I'm waiting on their comic books. I wasn't really with open arms waiting for Guggenheim to knock it out the park, but this Wolverine is kick-ass. The blade started off strong. Mm -hmm. Now, now have you, have you purchased the two issues of Wolverine Hulk to date? Yes. Why yeah. Yeah. now? Having had that much money, well, let's just say they're three bucks a piece. I don't know. I didn't buy them, but let, let's just say you're six dollars in the hole now, right? And you don't know how that story is going to. You don't know the outcome of that story. Would you be reluctant to buy the third issue if it was written by someone else? Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't get it. Really? Yeah. Was the writing that spectacular in the previous two that? 
would make yeah, it, it was what it cool. was, I guess. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was. I, I, I liked it. Um, at the, at this point, um, even if Lindel, it's Lindelof right in that, right? Yeah. yeah he, even if Lindelof um, completes the series, I'm I'm gonna I'll pick it up and trade. I'm not gonna get the rest of the singles. It's there's too much other good stuff out there to buy in singles. I'm I and I'm soured on it, but I'll pick it up and trade in four or five years when it comes out. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it. Very nice. Uh, but see, now I'm of the opinion if I started reading the series and I enjoyed it and it was going in a certain direction, you, you would think that Marvel, if they brought someone else in to finish the story, would let this person have access to the original writer's notes or you know just the, where he was going to take it or at least talk to the guy. And so I, I, I don't wouldn't be too much uh, too adver- I would there would be no adversity. I would pick it up. Is what I'm no, trying to I, say. I, I I think that book is a perfect example of you know sometimes you need to not do a monthly series. Sometimes you just need to release uh, at one shot. Yeah, this is well, a, yeah. make it a prestige format book. Yeah, make, I was make it a, I was make pissed it a giant about it. or make it a, a trade, whatever. I mean, I, I was I was pissed because I'm reading these two issues. Wolverine Logan tracks down Hulk. He's in Mongolia. I get to like Ultimates issue. 11 or 10 and there's freaking Hulk in New York City. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell did I just... Yeah. If, 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 if I was supposed to find out how the Hulk got back to New York at the end of Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine, and I didn't get to the end of that mini yet, I'm, I'm still a little pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. How did they explain Wolverine getting ripped in half like that? Did, they didn't did, yet. Oh, well, that, that was at the end of issue two? No, they're the the ripped in half was the framing part of the first issue, and now they're going yeah. flashback to tell how they got to that point. Actually, the, 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 yeah, the first issue was was Fury talking to Logan, telling him to go to Mongolia, and 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 this is this is Wolverine playing it back in his head because all throughout the first issue, Wolverine is crawling to get his legs. Four and then, miles. <laughs> then in the and then the second issue is what happened after Hulk got nuked and Bruce Banner's looking for work and ends up in Mongolia. And I, I love that was one that one was big high issue. point for me in the second issue was every time Banner is getting a new job or is walking around the countryside, every name is is it, like they used uh one of his names was Bixby. Um <laughs> they, they 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 just threw the little names in there from from other actors or uh, or or series that the Hulk has been in and I, I thought that was a pretty neat nod but the second issue was pretty good because it explained how Hulk got there but that's all we have so far we have an issue with with narrative by Wolverine and a flashback with with the Hulk howdy howdy Vince and Dave this is Steven from the boards and the just another fanboy podcast and I got my partner Norman Oklahoma with me and we want to share our thoughts on what's coming out in January from that great publishing giant, Marvel Comics. In other words, I came by to borrow a stick of butter, and this jackhead's making me talk comics, like I got nothing better to do in my old age. <laughs> anyway, first up to bat is Moon Knight number 7 by Charlie Huston and David Finch. This one has Spidey Man on the cover and is a Civil War tie-in. You know, I'm still iffy on Moon Knight. You know, it's moving pretty slow, but I'm going to keep going with it. Norman, what do you think? Moon Knight's sucking more ass than a gerbil wrapped in <laughs> duct tape. I wouldn't piss on the damn thing if it was on fire and threatening to burn my house down. Oh, moving right along, we come to New Universal number 2 by Warren Ellis and Salvador La Roca. You know, I was so into the New Universe back in the day. I even bought Spitfire. 
though Kickers Incorporated never made it into my bag. Norman? Can I go home now? I'm trying to bake some cookies, which is what I needed the butter for, and well... Oh, next on the hit list is Wolverine Origins 10 by Daniel Way and Steve Dillon. You know, I'm really digging this book. I'm enjoying the look into Logan's past and seeing just what an all-encompassing bastard he is. And speaking of all-encompassing bastards, Norman? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one's all right. I like seeing Wolverine stick people with those pointy claws of his. Wish he was here right now to stick you. <laughs> Let's see, what's next? Oh, criminal number four. This book is sweet. The month that issue one was coming out, I had planned on starting in on Conan from Dark Horse. But after hearing the great brew on Around Comics, I dropped Conan from the list and got criminal instead. That's a decision I certainly don't regret. Yeah, I'll stand behind you on this one, Stephen. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips have a good thing going with criminal. Okay, then. Next, we have Onslaught Reborn number 3 by Jeff Loeb and Rob Liefeld. Now, I'm sure you have your listeners that will disagree with me, but I'm looking forward to this book. I don't have issue 1 yet as I go monthly through uh, DCBS, but I am drawn to this book. Just plain drawn to it. Say what you want about Rob Liefeld, but the man can draw a fun book. I'm really looking forward to it. That might have something to do with you being a big pussy. Anyway, on to our next item, Punisher War Journal number 3 by Matt Fraction and Ariel Olivetti, or however you pronounce his name. Uh, Anyway, the Punisher is back in the regular Marvel U, Nuff said. Of course, in February, the Salits show that uh, Mike Diodato is on art for number 4, and that doesn't bode well, but I'll still get it. Norman, thoughts? Well... The Punisher is a straight-up, balls-to-the-wall ass-kicker in every sense. You bet your ass I'm picking this up. Okay, what else we got here? There's more than I remembered. Uh, Wolverine number 50 by Jeff Loeb and Simone Bianchi. Jeff Loeb on Wolverine, where do I sign up? Even though Simone Bianchi shows Wolverine on the cover of this one wearing running shoes. Yeah, running shoes. Trust me. See my threaded around comics. You'll see. But even with the running shoes, I'm going to pick this one up. Plus, we have an additional story in the back by Loeb and Ed McGinnis. Norman, what kind of running shoes do you think Wolverine wears? Puma? Are we almost done? Almost. This is the last one. Daredevil number 93 by Ed Brubaker and Michael Lark. If you're not reading this book, you got problems. Yeah, you got to be some kind of whack job to leave this one on the shelves. Yeah, well, that's my list, boys. Thanks for allowing me to do this. Norman and I had a great time. Speak for yourself, asshead. I'm leaving with my butter. Anyway, you can hear Norman and I each week on the Just Another Fanboy podcast at justanotherfanboy.com, or you can just cry silently to yourself in the corner alone. It's your choice. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Dave. Keep giving all the true believers out in the world their weekly dose of Marvel. Excelsior! Well, let's talk about a book that does come out on a regular schedule, and that's Avengers Next. <laughs> oh. And, and, and see, Chris, I have a job for you, and whenever Avengers Next comes out, I want you to run down to Dark Tower and pick up like 10 issues of, and, and bring them into work and just put them everywhere Sal goes. Like put one on his chair <laughs> and, and put, put one in the men's room, put one in his little cubicle. Just litter the place with Avengers Next because I know Sal's going to like it. <laughs> you can't do nothing but not talk about it. I didn't know it was only a mini. I I took some freaking heat for that, man. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm so and not glad just it's by Sal, but, Did, but by but by John also. 
Now, did you I'm get s- it, Chris? Do you do you get the first issue? Uh, you, he doesn't want to admit it. What did Mama say about if you, you can't don't say have something anything? Nice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, see, maybe I'm just I'm not eating right or something. <sighs> that could be it. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I. It's just it's not my it's not my bag, baby. It, I I tried. I bought it. I really did try, and I got about halfway through it, and I was just like, "This is the stupid, stupidest goddamn comic I've ever read in my entire life." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, how about bullet points? I think there's a better chance oh, of you. There oh, you that, go. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Now right. we're talking. Tell me about this. Why well, I, I haven't picked it up because I wasn't Neither sure. Neither did I. Yeah. So what what's the deal? What, I mean, you don't you don't have to spoil anything, but why, why is it so good? What's bullet up? points. It's um um. It's probably a combination of several great what if stories in a miniseries, and it's it's what good what if stories should be if they were like overlapping arcs. Cool, cool. If that yeah. if that makes any sense, right? Oh, it yes. Right. In in a nutshell, the bullet that was intended to take out Erskine, the guy that was in charge of mm-hmm. the Super Soldier project. Was oh. what was it diverted by a, a day or an hour, Chris? I think a, it was a day, a day, a day. Yeah. And because of that, the Super Soldier Project takes a a real neat turn, where oh, so, Steve Rogers still becomes a hero, but it may not be the one that you're thinking about mm-hmm. in terms of you know, yeah. And uh, certain events fall into place with. Uh, the MP Ben Parker being shot at the same time that Erskine was that a character in that little univ- that little family becomes not Spider-Man but someone entirely different it's very cool and I yeah. like the I like the way where Straczynski's going with it and I adore Tommy Lee Edwards' art I just love every line of this thing very good stuff how do you like the setup where the, the beginning of the book is basically explaining what a bullet does right to a human body it was very cool yeah, yeah. and it's good right. it's good and here yeah, it, buy it. Uh, again, <laughs> again here here's a guy that uses a lot of reference he I, I would assume that he uses a lot of reference and you can't there's not one line in this image that does not look like a Tommy Lee Edwards line it's just gorgeous love it mm-hmm. I am a fan. It's yeah. going to be a good series, and wait till they. Uh, I, I think it's going to touch on all of the majors in in the universe. You're going to see, you're going to see Reed Richards. Uh, you're going to see Tony Stark. You're going to obviously, you know, have already seen uh, Peter and and Steve Rogers. But I, I think you're going to see most of the big players in in the Marvel U and how this one single event changed all of their destinies it, it's cool it's a great idea yeah yeah very neat and um i think edwards is doing the colors as well i would assume so it's it's uh it's got a real nice unified look to it because basically oh and john workman on letters that's yes. nice yeah i love workman's style so I'm glad we can agree on that. That's that's one book yes. we also all see. And and, and Dan, I, man, it, it's got paper cut written all over it. Oh, son of a all yeah, right. it does. You'll you'll, di- you'll dig it, man. You, you knowing you, you'll be all over this book. Uh, so I'm going to give. You sold me. 
Well I, done. <laughs> that let's, was hard. Let's give David a, a chance to give um, Mr. Finch a compliment. Flip on over to page 40 with the uh, the Moon Knight cover with the Punisher. I Man, we're skipping over uh, Dr. Strange the Oath. Okay. All right. We can do that. Well, we can go back. We can go back. I, I think we... Non-linear storytelling, David. That's right. We're jumping around a little bit. Hey, hey. Um, no, I am not. I am not. I'm in a David Lynch film all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the table of contents. I'm not. Oh. Let's go back to the color forms cover. I am not going to say anything bad about this cover. Maybe because I'm looking at um, penciled and, and, and some inked artwork here. That's a kick ass looking Frank Castle. I really like this Punisher. Um, and, and this Moon Knight is not overly done. The cowl is. is the hood is, is almost getting there. But I think it's a good-looking cover. If I could get this, if, if if I know it says not final cover down there, if this is close to the cover and if I could just get it in black and white, I'd probably be very happy. He's uh, got to overwork it a little bit more, then it'll be done. <laughs> well, he will. <laughs> but I, I, I like this. If well, he reined it in a little bit and kept it like this, I probably would have enjoyed the first six issues of the first five issues a lot more than I did. I'm not going to go into the writing right now. But as far as the looks go of this cover, I like what I'm seeing right here. Well, if those, Are you still buying them monthly? Yeah, and I'm, I've decided instead of getting it at the shop, I'm getting it online so it doesn't hurt as much. Gotcha. If those are the pencils, why would Finch send pencils to Marvel that weren't finished? So one can assume that that has left Finch's hands and he's done with it. Maybe right. the overworking is coming in the Danny Mickey department. No. No, I don't not not that based on what Mickey's done in the past and and their work together on New Avengers. No, I think I think Finch might have tried to just do a few things. A little. It's a, he definitely went to the Stephen Platt School of Design in these first few issues. Yeah, because I I don't see anything wrong with that cover. I think that's really strong. Well, like I said, if 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 Mister Wachter can get his 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 operating system upgraded, and he wants to he wants to talk about the positives of Moon Knight after you get the hardcover and you read it, and I finish the first six issues, I'd love to dis- I'd, I'd love to dissect this this these first six issues. Hi, this is Jay Scarzi, Jay Scars on the message forum, and I love comics. Let's take a look at the Illuminati. Where do you think this is going? That is one of the two books I was most looking forward to in this. If you, you guys uh, to jump to Bullpen Bulletin's form, a lovely place. We don't bite much. But um, yeah. Mr. Loika posted a few of the um, uh, Jimmy Chong pencils from that book. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Yes, just now. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Excellent. So I'm look, re- really looking forward to this and the man can do talking heads just as well too. I read New Avengers twenty five today, and mm-hmm. it's it's basically just a a big issue of talking heads, and he pulled it off. It was very well done, and the dialogue. Did you read that, Chris? I was actually getting ready to read it whenever I saw you online. Uh, so I, I just read Civil War and Iron Man, and uh, New Avengers was next to my list. Right. And it, uh, Bendis does talking heads probably as good as anybody. So right. It's, um, it's a very the, cool issue. He doesn't do supreme power very well, though, or ultimate supreme power. 
bad book. Very well. Um, sorry, go ahead. We, we call that ultimate poop around the office. Yeah, ultimate. <laughs> and, yeah, and it, it was an ultimate, ultimate bowel movement, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, just a little bit. What's uh, what, what, what's Miguel think about page one hundred and seven? I don't think Miguel's there. Is he? I guess Miguel's that says it all. Here. There he yes. is. Let let's. <laughs> are are we done with New Avengers Illuminati? Because Dan's interested no. in it. Oh if, no, if, I'm sorry. If if Dan can, we can get a few more comments out no, of Dan. David just wanted to walk all over me. That's fine. I, I, but you're so used okay. to that. I'm sorry. No, go <laughs> ahead. By all means, talk away. Well, I don't have much to say other than uh, this is a great cover, and uh, I think the the idea is that Bendis is trying to weave into his. Um, I don't know, he's not reshaping the Marvel history, but he's in a typical fashion where he'll slide in a sliver of story in uh, you know, the major events that have happened in the past. I think it has a pretty fertile ground. So, yeah, I'm, I th- I'm, I, I'm hip. I, I think Bendis does a great job of, of walking between the, the raindrops of Marvel history, and you know, it's just like John's does over at... Uh, at DC, I, I think that Bendis has a great feel for Marvel history, and yeah. will find these little moments and say, "You know what? There's a story there that was never told, and Illuminati is is a perfect, perfect example of that." And yeah. and, and, and read with the Infinity Gauntlet, man. That's 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 something. And aside from Miss Marvel, what else has Brian Reed done? Oh, Brian Reed's um, done uh, Spider Woman or Miss Marvel. Well, that that that's his that's his whole fascination with Jessica Drew, um, which was you know of course the whole alias thing and Jessica right. Jones was originally going to be Jessica Drew and 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 whatnot. Um, I'm trying to think if you know well, obviously Ultimate Spider-Man, he, you know the the new reinterpretation of of Peter. So, David, did you ask about Brian Reed or Brian Bendis? Brian Reed. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally. That's okay. Missed. Totally misunderstood oh, what you're that's talking okay. about. Thanks no, that's for fine, cause, cause it, <laughs> Good looking out, thanks, Dan. Thanks for the, pulling me out from under the bus, Dan. <laughs> I'll just back it up again and start it over. So aside from Miss Marvel, what else has Brian Reed done? Spider-Man, uh, or Spider-Woman origin, he co-wrote yeah. with uh, Mr. Bendis. And really, oh. that's really about it, I think. And he came from, did he come from the video game industry? I think he was. He worked with. Oh, that's uh, a way Bendis. to move the me. I think he worked with Bendis on the Ultimate Spider-Man game. Oh, did he? Oh, well, that's Bag- Bagley was on that too, right? Yeah. 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 He did all the character designs and all. That's where I heard that name before. Speaking of the Nick Fury agent of Shield trade, check out the cover for mm-hmm. She-Hulk 15. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go again. It's like you know the world is about to end because that's the second Greg Horn cover in a yes, row. That's in a row. it's good. I, I well, it's good because he he can he's he's got um, there's some influence there. Yeah, he's it's an homage. And if I had to complain, he still does the She-Hulk a, a bit too neon green. Like if you take a look at She-Hulk in uh, Civil War number five, she's the perfect color. That brownish greenish type. Well, when I get it, I'll let you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And this is just too shocking. It's too green. It, it, now you say. Know. Now you say when he does it. it are, this are these, is like are, the worst fucking fanboy conversation ever. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like. I like her whenever she's. You know, she's like a pukish brown green. Yeah. Yeah. 
is there, there's a there's a Maury Hollowell shield. Ah, shut up. <laughs> I think she should be more of like a PMS three forty two. See, now I know where you're going with that too. So this is she's too limey, too lime green there. So we'll just move on. We'll move on. We'll How move about on to Paul Galassi? Yeah, Supreme. Horrible versus Nighthawk. Just horrible stuff. Are you shitting me? No, it's horrible. The, no, the, Galassi, Chris, Chris, Chris. If huh? you look at the preview pages, then you will actually Dan Dan uh, summed up Hyperion nicely last night. <laughs> well, you look. He's a spitting image of uh, He Man doll. <laughs> the He Man, yes, the action yeah. figure, absolutely. The, the the interiors is not. The cover might look nice, especially Nighthawk looks good. And then you I got like the, the I, I like the knuckles on Hyperion, but if you flip through the preview pages, well, the, and then you get the portal yeah. to the negative zone in his mouth, <laughs> the cover that that's some deep black there, man. Look at that. That sucks because I love Paul Goyce. Oh, you I used to. You're not gonna love this, man. It's just <sighs> no. He. I started to notice a little bit of a let's just say a wobble to his style on his Catwoman stuff. And this is... Did, did you see what he was doing on Hex? Yeah. I loved his stuff on Jonah Hex. <sighs> Just didn't grab you, huh? No. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I like the man's art, too. Six from Sirius, one and two. They were oh, yeah. really, really sharp. But I... That I need I, to find again. You know, and, and, Who, and this isn't... Who's, who's anking him on... Um, Nobody, I think. That's the problem. Is it is it Goyce inking inking his own work? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I we really don't know thanks to Marvel previews and their lack of listing an inker. But uh, <laughs> he's inking he's inking the the, the, the issue. Okay, is, is it is it kind of a little John Byrne thing going on there? It's like you no. know, no, it's does, does, I have no idea. Let's hope. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, does does he not does he not need to? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, he like like Byrne benefits from an inker. It looks like Lacey does also. Yeah, it needs to find his Terry Austin somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because in in the interview you did with Palmiotti, Chris, he when when mm-hmm. when Galassi said, or or Galassi wanted him to ink it, and 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 Palmiotti said, that, no, no, you go ahead, you you do your own inks. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. you you liked it, but I wonder if if Vince would have thought something different if Palmiotti was able to ink the book. May you know, I I think that I think that Jimmy's just such a. Um, like most artists is just a, a self um, uh, deprecating artist and, and it's like you know I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna improve on Paul Glacey's work and um, I don't know I'll have to look at some side by side of, of you know um, his work inked by other people and then by himself yeah we'll see well uh, Chris does this mean you're leaving us yeah I got a I got I got like another show to prepare for and comics oh. to read. Oh, you and guys hey, prepare for that? Yeah, I imagine. Obviously a, a lot more than this, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I did I did get a, a little present today for myself at the comic shop, and I know it's not from the House of Ideas, but the second EC archives came out today, so I've got nice. some wall- yeah, I've got some Wallywood goodness to uh, to go take a look over here the rest of the evening. You, so. sh- you won't be chastised for buying good comics. That no. It's, it's awesome. Shock yeah. Suspense Stories, Volume 1, with an introduction by Steven Spielberg. So, from, nice. Good stuff. 
Cool. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. So guys, always always a pleasure talking with you. Uh keep previewing and uh you know, it's kinda nice. I'm glad I'm not on the whole show because that way I get to listen to the finished product on uh, on my way to the shop on Friday, which uh Sal and I that's kinda turned into our ritual is that we listen to you guys before we record our show on Fridays now. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I love you all. You have a great bye, night. Chris. All right. Bye, Chris. Bye-bye. Good morning. How are you? I'm a police officer. I'm Detective John Kimball. Stop it! Hello, cutie pie. Stop it! I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? You idiot! Who are you? I'm a cop, you idiot. Who is it this time? Detective John Kimball. What's the matter? Stop it. Nice to meet you. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. Correct. Stop it. Stop whining. Yeah. Stop it. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. Good morning. Who are you? John Kimball. Stop it. Stop it. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. You idiot. Yeah. Who are you? John Kimball. Stop it. Who is your daddy? Stop whining. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You son of a bitch. Goodbye. So how about Thunderbolts? It's a funky cover. When did Bullseye age? Uh, I think Jerjevic, if that's the way to pronounce it, is the is the current go-to guy as far as oh, kick-ass covers. Because okay. this uh, Thunderbolts 110 cover was done by the same man who did the Blade number four, is it, cover? Or number five? Five. Look, five, yeah, five. Th- the guy is very talented. Oh, you know, he is. He is. He, I, I like his sense of layout, his sense of design. It's They all have seem to have that um, that funky background imagery. It works. Although it's, it's showing up through through Venom's mouth. No. You don't see that? It's that's a different color entirely. It's blue in Venom's oh, mouth. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, look, Mister Designer. <laughs> well, he's got some kind of energy in there. That's what that is. See that? All right. All right. Hey, I didn't uh, read the issue yet. <laughs> I have to admit, I and have I'm, not read any of these Thunderbolts yet. Neither have I. I any s- of the current stuff. I started with that swimming with sharks that reprinted one o. Let's say three, three to one hundred five, yeah, and it's really good stuff. So this week I picked up on uh, one hundred seven to one hundred eight or one hundred six, seven, and eight, whatever, and uh, I like it. I like where it's going, and you know now I'm going to have to run back and get all the back issues. Uh, I don't I, as as much as I love Ellis, I'm probably not going to start getting Thunderbolts with one ten. This the, these preview pages aren't aren't uh, floating my boat much. And yeah, there's a strike against it. That the penciler is Mike Diodato. I, not a huge fan, but I think Ellis tips the scales as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So I'll pick it up. Dan, you getting it? I am on the fence. I might have to see how the uh, how what you think, Vince. I'll I'll play it by your uh, well, your review of you know, the issue. Miguel. Oh, I'm getting it. There you go. <laughs> oh, now now you're he's your favorite. No, he's. he's a, <laughs> It's, it's just you, you, you fence straddling bastards make me nervous. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It, Ellis, uh, he's I don't know if Ellis I like the concept as much. Really? You were saying really to me, or really? I was, I was, I was saying really to you. Uh, the, the idea of a. Uh, well, just putting bullseye and venom on a, you know, 
if it happened in the 90s, it was certainly you could understand why. It happening it now, I've, as a plan, and he wants to take it down a different direction. But I don't know, is Suicide Squad, or is it kind of a? Um, I don't. I just don't know. That's why. That's why I'm straddling the fence. I, right. It it is the same concept as the original Thunderbolts, only. These well, are they, are they going to be posing as heroes, quote unquote, or are they just posing as government lapdogs? Right? Are they government sanctioned, and therefore, you know, they 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 have their um, they can do whatever they want without getting reprimanded. You should read Civil War number five, and then you'll see. Okay. Okay. Fine. That's all fine. I'm going to. That's all I'm going to say about that. White Tiger. I read the first issue today. Okay. And the art was very well done. I liked it a lot, but I think Ms. Pierce's agenda is showing a little bit. And I'm I'm not going to get into it too much until I see number two or number three. To Maybe this issue was just a fluke, but there are numerous accounts in this issue where I think her feminism is taking a little bit of a front seat. In In one part, she's being fitted for this funky new white tiger costume. And uh, I guess this seamstress or tailor, whatever you want to call her, works for the Avengers because Spider-Man's there and Black Widow's there. And Spider-Man looks at the costume and says, Yow, can I get one of those for my wife? And this Del Toro says something along the lines of, next time tell Cage to send a eunuch. You know, so, so, so you have one reference to a man with no balls there and in one sequence she kicks a man in the junk during battle in another sequence she beats a bunch of guys with garbage bags one in each hand so it's like she's hitting them with these huge testicles do you know what i mean it's very there's there's a lot of uh, the the most heart to heart conversation in the book comes with del toro and the black and the black widow so it's it's very this it's very much a a, a girls night out book you know I I, I don't it know. It surprises me with the the covers with the David Mack covers that they've been putting on there. They, that does not scream out feminism. No, it doesn't, yeah. and the art doesn't either. It's just these little subtle things. Like why would she call Spider Man a eunuch? Why why couldn't she say you know keep it in your pants or and and he wasn't saying you know oh my god I'd like to jump you and hump you like a dog. He was saying. Can I get one of those for my wife? It wasn't, there's no, you know, infidelity suggested. He was just saying, you look real good. I wish my wife had one of those. And and she got all pissed off and said, send a eunuch next time. Like, it had no place in the story. You know what I mean? It's just a little subtle, not even subtle. It's a blatant. It's interesting that the solicit is much larger than most of the other solicits in the whole book. Yeah. It's cool, though, because Daredevil was in it, and there's this whole underlying thing with the... I think it's pronounced Chai-Yi, this, this this shadow kind of Russian organization, and it's like I said, the Black Widow's in it, and it has ties to Iron Fist and the original White Tiger. So it's a cool little book. It's just these little... Uh, agenda elements in it that I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but when a woman beats guys with two giant testicles in, in, the, in the shape of garbage bags, I mean, why, why would she beat them with two garbage bags? Why not just... She knows Kung Friggin' Fu. 
Why not just take them out that way? Does she have to beat them with two giant bags? Just just to backtrack on the character a little bit, isn't this... She's She originally started in Daredevil, right? Where yes. she was an FBI agent? Right. So just to play on the other side, now the idea of a female FBI agent who's in a kind of a quote-unquote boys club probably has to be pretty, you know, upfront with any kind of advances or improprieties. So maybe it's kind of a carryover from her, her uh, government work days that she just won't take these, uh, you know, flippant comments or anything that she perceives as being demeaning or, right. you know, superior. Then she kind of goes balls out, literally, I guess. But yeah, Damn, the devil's know. after. I haven't read it. I haven't read it. Right. So. And, no, and, and I, I don't want to say anything because it is the first issue. So it just could be me reading it into reading her assessment of Sue's letter into her work here and but it, it, it was it wasn't extremely well written it was enjoyable and that's all you can ask really so yeah I'm, but maybe maybe if if uh, if, uh, if she hadn't gone to uh, to you know all that trouble trying to nitpick the letter uh, if you if you haven't read that maybe you would just say that uh, the, you know the the character in the in the in the comic book just has issues and you wouldn't be you know going maybe into all the detail or maybe Maybe uh, Vince just hates women. No, I love women. It's just <laughs> strong women, Vince. I like strong women. <laughs> and and, and, and to be fair, she's a very respectable woman. She she seems to have there. There's a a, a sequence where there's a, a homeless man in front of her building, and and another larger homeless man takes the weaker homeless man's stuff, and she's like. You know, she tries to put a stop to it, and the guy pulls a knife on her, and she's like, "None of that shit in front of my building." You know, so she has a sense of honor. It's, you know, we'll see where it goes. Okay, I got another mutant impression. This is Braxton's mutant impressions. This one is real quick. It is Sam Guthrie, aka Cannonball. Starting now. This should be easy because he's from the south, like me. Starting now. Hey, Professor X, is Sam Guthrie. I'm a weird-looking mutant. Look at me high above you. Everything below my belt is a f- f- blast-off in flame. Woo, I'm, I'm, since I'm from the south, I'm going to fly toward the plate of fried chicken. Sam Guthrie. Oh, I gave him my secret name. It's Cannonball. All right. That one was a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> Well, it looks like Chris Chavez, a.k.a. Equinox, has joined us right in the uh, thick of things. We were talking about White Tiger. Have you read number one yet? You know what? I'm, I'm really bad. I have not read it yet, even though I hear all of you guys gushing about it, you know, with all the uh, the Daughters of the Dragon stuff and Iron Fist and, well, you know, I, have, I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really no, bad. Well, that's okay. I'm, I was the only one among us who read it anyway because I have nothing to do on Wednesdays. So, you know, I, a I, rough life. I, 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 I read it and, and I just found a couple of things to very surprising in it, but I'm going to hold my uh, judgment until future issues. How about Cable and Deadpool? Anybody read that? No, it's Deadpool. no who, would, who would read Miguel? What, what's the deal with this uh, series? What, what am, I, I don't read it. So what's the deal? What's the deal? I, I, I <laughs> don't. Deadpool. What, what do you need to know? All right. Here, yeah. Here's I really like Cable. Not a huge fan of, of Deadpool. 
So what I want you so, to do... So, 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 so I got to go? No, I need the pitch. <laughs> Suck me into De- Cable and Deadpool. Make me want to buy this book. What's the deal with it? You you were saying um, earlier earlier tonight, well, today actually for me, that you, you've seen the, <laughs> <laughs> the trades, right? You, do you want to buy those? Is that what, what this is about? I, I need or, a reason. Or do you just want to or you just want to start now? No, I need a I need a reason to to jump into this. Like I said, I I like the characters, but I, do I should I spend money on another book? Uh, I don't know. Why why would I buy this? I, why I are they together? I, I mean, after after the last Deadpool series and the last Cable yeah. series, why are these two characters? The, the, together? I, I don't I don't think the Deadpool series uh, uh, would. Um, I think this works much better. Unfortunately. I think this works much better than uh, than just uh, the Deadpool series, because uh, Deadpool has a major um, flaw, even even if uh, even if it's one of the things I, I like about him, is um, he doesn't really. The thing with Deadpool is one of the most mysterious thing is his past, and he just disregards that completely. He just doesn't care. He often he really says, "I ha- I don't care where I came from. I don't want to know anything." And he, when he really starts coming to, uh, you know, pieces of his life, he just destroys them. And he just, you know... So, so he's basically, he's basically the anti-Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, basically. He, he, he just, he, he's so, you know, resigned into living his life as it is right now. As he, he just doesn't want to know anything about it, his past life, he, he, because he can't go back. So he just, you know, forget about it. So this the cable in Deadpool works much better because it's I don't it's just a, it's just constant confrontation between the two because they're friends sure but uh, well you know as close a friend as Deadpool can have but he he just um, they they don't get along very well so I don't know but the why why would you buy it I I have no idea I I don't know you well enough to to, to, to tell you to buy it. Tell them to buy it. Uh, it's very helpful. Thank you for. Um... <laughs> Look, just uh, for 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 example, the 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 the, the stories may just deal with uh, n- nothing that well. Yeah, the first arc is like this larger than life thing about a cult, and uh, you 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 kind of feel it wasn't the best arc to begin with, but they, they that's what brought them together. Uh, did you read Agent X? I read Soldier X. I didn't read Agent X. Well, that's a huge flaw on your part. Yeah. Uh, if, 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 if you, if it, it, just, it was just after Agent X, and uh, where, where you find that bull, uh, and um, and they just this just threw them together, and then it's just two or three arcs with underlining story, and that that culminates ultimately in in a, in, a, in a very. Um, uh, the big story about Cable being wanting or not wanting, you really don't know at that point, to be an, like a, an overlord again. And, uh, and uh, it's just, you know, th- there's, there's the, the, the tension with Cable and Domino, and I think Domino is a great character. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just Cable uh, being Cable, annoying, and, and Deadpool not really caring about anything. I see. I love Cable as a character. I think that 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 is the one thing from the '90s that I'm glad they did. Yes, there was a lot of baggage that came with them and a lot of bad bad art styles. But as far as the Nathan Summers himself, I I really liked the character. 
the, the one thing I like is that, especially in this series more than um, than the, the Deadpool series, is that um, you kind of you don't have many like you know oh shit moments in this book, but you do have when you have them, most of them are because you get like a look in, in inside Deadpool. And uh, and and you know that's what makes you go oh shit because you kind you don't expect Deadpool or Cable because the you you read them like the you know one thing and when they I don't know like the one they reach for for someone on, when Deadpool really seems to have an agenda which is very weird for Deadpool to have it uh, it, um, it, it you know it doesn't it really surprises you. So I I I like it. Uh, have have you read any of the Civil War? I know you haven't. Any of you the Civil War times? No. 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 My my experience with Deadpool is basically limited to way back. You know the the whole original miniseries. What was it with Joe Joe Mad on the art? Uh, there were th- there were t- uh, two or three miniseries really. Yeah. Yeah. The first there was, one. There was one the, by uh, Nicienza uh, also. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I, I I could be completely wrong because you know I have haven't read any of the, you know kept consistent with or or up to date with the new stuff, but I don't know. I I kind of like my Deadpool and you know small increments where you can get more of those you know, you know like like you say the oh shit moments. You know, yeah, but the, but that that's why this uh, that's why I think this works better because you get there there are more stories in this in Cable and Deadpool. If that's if that helps you, Vince. There are more stories okay. in Cable and Deadpool about Cable than about Deadpool. So, and uh, I I like one of the things I like, and I'm actually looking forward to to Deadpool 36, to Cable and Deadpool 36, because of the Taskmaster. Because they were they were supposed to be friends. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, okay. one of the big things about Agent X is and it's a really shame if you guys haven't uh, read it because it's just 15 issues and it's really good but it, one of the one of the things about agent x is when agent x appears uh right in the first issue uh he well they all think or the people that you know uh meet him all you know broken uh, think he's um wade but uh wade uh, died so uh they they kind of think that he's d- well uh, Wanting to, uh, you know, kind of pass for Wade, or that he's disrespecting dis- Wade in some way. So uh, when when the Taskmaster, um, uh, you know, um, meets uh, the Agent X, uh, who also doesn't remember his past, um, he kind of goes a little ballistic, and for like all of the series, he's trying to off him. Because <laughs> he, 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 Deadpool is his friend, and he doesn't want you know someone kind of coming in and passing for Deadpool. And now you have this task, but it, I, I like the fact the friend the the close the close uh, the, the line that exists between friendships and really going all out and trying to maim each other with you know in Deadpool's life with Cable and and, and that it's fun. It's a fun comic. So this is not Wade Williams in the role of Deadpool. Uh, Wade, Wade, Wade Wilson. Wilson. Wade Wilson, Wilson. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it is, is. but because at the end of Agent X, uh, you kind of you kind of see him come back. Okay. This is Wade, so this is Wade Wilson playing Danny Rand playing Wade Wilson. Bec- uh, the, the the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I know I stretched a little bit on that one. Yeah. The thing is, I, 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 uh, Agent X turn turn. Uh, can't. Well, I'll spoil it. I, I don't care. Agent X turns out <laughs> not to be. 
turns out uh, not to be uh, Deadpool. He's just uh, there was a there was a, a thing that that I won't tell, but there was a, a thing that made him um, come back from really the dead because he was a corpse, and uh, and he just uh, looks a lot like Deadpool for a reason. If you read it, you'll find out. And um, and then um, that's it. But he actually Agent X appeared on the first or second arc in the Cable and Deadpool series, actually. Very cool. You know what? I, I think I may pick that up. It is a fun series. And I do like Zercher's pencils a lot. Yeah, although he's just doing the cover on this one. Yeah. The interior is Riley Brown. Riley Brown? Yeah. So is he, is he the regular? Or? Uh, no, he didn't do um, all of them, no. Okay, he, he, so. He's starting to do them now. I mean, he did like 29. And then uh, he's doing now thirty-three. So he's like he's like the fill-in so guy. Okay. No, he he's gonna do a lot of them now. Oh, okay. At least at least six. Okay, in case the power's out at my house when I get home tonight due to this storm, I just wanted to run down the announcements. Uh, bullpen bulletins on MySpace, MySpace.com/slash bullpen bulletins. Take the survey. We've had some comments about whether the show is too long, not long enough. Uh, want some different uh, different segments done on the show? Let us know. There'll be a survey available uh, when this show is released. Um, fill it out. It doesn't ask any any uh, real hardcore information. You know, it doesn't want to know your weight or your race. I think, uh, but you know what you listen to, why you listen to it. Uh, just the uh, couple minutes out of your day if you can do that for us we'd appreciate it uh what else the map add yourself to the frapper map and um go shopping at the bazaar let us know what you want to be the next marvel spotlight and i can't think of anything else right now um make sure you set time aside in february to come see us at the new york comic-con on in in the javits center february 23rd to the 25th we will be there um there may even be a uh, knockdown drag out between bullpen bulletins and raging bullets, so make sure you get uh, you get front row seats for that. That's all I got right now. Uh, logo contest for comic book noise. Go ahead and um, look for the forum thread and send Derek your idea, your entry for his contest. And this time, I really do think that's um, that's all I got at the moment. So uh, I'll see everybody next week. I've had a blast. Talk to you all soon. See you on the boards. Bye. So while we're on this page, which is 57, in case anybody's playing along at home, what do you people, and I know I can probably assume what Miguel's going to say, but the rest of you, uh, how is the arrival of Chris Claremont going to impact Exiles? Uh, uh, is anyone hoping for for greatness on this? or? Oh. <laughs> I'm resigned to failure. <laughs> I'm just shocked uh, that they brought Psylocke back. Oh wait, no, I'm not. It was jeez. I really like Exiles. I think it is one of the most creative, challenging, just exciting titles on the market by any publisher. Because, and, and I say this all the time, you don't have that that continuity noose hanging around Until your neck. Now. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's just I don't yeah. un, I don't understand why they would 
jam. Here comes Mr. Continuity yeah. to yeah. ruin all. But this is a perfect continuity. Well, this is the perfect chance for Chris to go back and fix all those continuity holes that he left. <laughs> well, yes. He yeah. can plug them in. Yeah. He can just. This is what really happened here. So how, how long before Sovereign Seven shows up? But yeah. <laughs> I, I think he I think he plugs up the continuity holes with like chicken wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe don't maybe know. I'll be wrong. Yeah. And and again, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I don't care if the rest of the cast were vegetables. I would still buy the book, just for the fact that Spidey twenty ninety nine's in it. I I, I, just, I just I just don't. Um, it, this is a ninety. So ten more issues, and there's going to be the big one oh oh yeah and uh, yeah. and i ju- i just I just didn't want it to be Claremont, especially on exiles because he's he is Mr. continuity well, anything that we'll goes away from it, he starts freaking out and did well, you that's re- the thing no oh, go sorry. ahead you I was going to say well maybe that's the thing I mean this is a chance to break away from all that luggage that he's carrying around about who did what to when and how long ago he could just go wild and with stories that he probably had in the back of his mind but never was able he to do. He likes the so. luggage. He <laughs> likes it, but he. Uh, we've obviously seen that him coming back with that baggage has not improved the X stories that he's been writing with Extreme X-Men or, or whatever it was. So, I, I don't know. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll still read it and I'll see what happens. I mean, the, 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 uh, the, fa- the fact that he's Mr. Continuity and the fact that he brought Psylocke from 616 to the Exiles just makes me... No, they all up. bring... When Chuck Austin no, but, took it yeah, over, I he know. brought his guys in, so... Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's so much Mr. Continuity as much as he's, you know, I want everybody to play in my sandbox as opposed to I'm going to be playing in yours. Yeah, that's... Well, he, just grow, he just builds new sandboxes and just well, tries yeah. to patch them together, so... <laughs> a big ass sandbox, you ask me. But Any, anywho, anybody besides yeah. me think that Blink goes Commando? <laughs> Probably and not. Vince. You would be the one to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like she. As long, yeah, yeah, as, long as Blink stays okay, it's fine. She's sucking yeah. in her gut in that picture, though. Yes. I, I, <laughs> have you? Anybody keeping up with this title? This last story is unbelievably good. The one with. Um, Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Anybody reading that? No. I'm Anybody? reading the series in trade. I'm sorry. Oh boy, I'll I'll keep it to myself then. It's really cool. Now, now I can't tell you about it. <laughs> Just talk about it on the forum. I'm at wait for the trade on that one too. Yeah, it's really neat. New X Men 34. Uh, Mr. Miguel tuned me into this uh, series. In, oh, so I have I have him to blame. Yes, you can, yes. you can blame Miguel. Uh, I I love every page of it. It's really well done. In it's cool. it's like the New Mutants was in the first maybe two years, but it's even more um, inventive. I would say. Do you, uh, I think do you, it's better. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. Um, the the characters are very real, and there's the threat of danger is is really in the forefront because they've oh, yeah. Yast and Kyle have proven that they'll just they'll kill anyone off <laughs> which was sad I, I, okay you guys started talking about the series so I picked up the the new new X-Men when uh, Yost and Kyle jumped on and that of course made me go back and buy the first trades of the the Academy X series so then about the New Mutants and then that made me buy some House of M decimation so anyways you guys <laughs> took a lot of money out of my pockets you <laughs> bastards but the point I was making is like 
and then you read, read through to Academy X, and I really started getting kind of attached to these characters, and then they go off and kill the bastages. So yeah. Yeah. I think you just, Vince, you just jumped on with the the new creative team, right? I've read the Academy X stuff. Oh, and, did you? Okay. Yeah, and I, I didn't think it was... It wasn't uh, strong, but you still kind of, you, you knew who these people were, and you were just hoping right. yeah, good it, things would happen to they, them. And they, they do good to die. set you up. Yeah, exactly. It was a setup. They set you up. Yeah, they set you up really nicely. I don't yeah. think that uh, who was the writer on that uh, Academy X. I, I, Felipe. I, right. Yeah, I, I, Rosa de Felipe. Yeah. I, I don't think he considered it a, a setup, but it it, 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 it works well <laughs> it as one. Really well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, I think his setup was supposed to be the New Mutants, and then uh, and then go go to yeah. Yeah. You you that, did you read that uh, then? Yes, I got I got the new mutant one too. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled with that. It wasn't the strongest story I've ever read, but no, it wasn't. It's, it's, it's that was nice that really felt like a setup. Did you? Did, are you guys gonna? Are you guys buying the the, the new mutants classic? Because I think I have you know, most of those singles. I'm not buying the trades. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got quite a few of the singles. Yeah. I have them all. Great stuff. You're such, you're such a completist. I am. And let's give a little tip of the hat to Paco Medina, who's doing really really solid work on New X Men. I think uh, anyway. Yeah, it's very energetic. I love. I'm, yeah, I'm nice line work. And how about Mike Norton, who did? Um, Heck. <laughs> now, now, who who did? I think Just it was. Kidding. Love his. It stuff. was issue thirty-two, uh, and I guess Mike has such a malleable style where I, 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 I was starting to read it and I said, wow, this is a little bit different for Paco Medina. And I, I mean, I still thought it was Paco Medina, but it wasn't. It was Mike Norton. Like the guy's a chameleon. He, <laughs> he could jump on a book and do it like Paco Medina or, or like uh, uh, Alfona on the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Mike is such a talent. They don't know yeah. how good they have it. Yeah, yeah, they need to get him a book. Before we move from New X Men, what did you guys think about um, uh, about uh, the the crossover they were announcing? Which was well, I'm at a loss. Okay, seriously, I post I post news for for a reason. <laughs> you post a hundred different topics a day. I don't have time to read them all. Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. We we. All right, what's the crossover there? Miguel, I, I, I there's love really it. no specifics. They they, they 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 just say the writers say that um, the there there's a coming up a crossover with New X Men, and uh, when when he said crossover and New X Men, I just I I I started to fear because it's going so well and yeah and um, I don't know. it's getting popular. They got to yeah know, spread it around. Because now they're doing the second um, X twenty three series, and then I yeah. think at the end of that, the crossover will be set up and they'll do it. And let's look at that for a second. Why you brought yeah. it up? Be because sixty seven for Mister Vince. Yeah, I the think I think that cover <laughs> is incredible. It's so nice. And now you're not going to call me a dirty old man. That's not the reason why I think it's nice. Although it's part of it, but I I just love the. The, the the line work and the texture and the in the yeah. drapes and stuff and the 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 images you know thumbtack to the wall behind her and the is that the demon bear that sure looks like it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh you know they got the underwear hanging out of the drawer it looks like a little it looks like a girl's room and <laughs> if you look at the the uh is that a bustier i guess i would call it look at the the brocade in there it's all like mm-hmm. raised that's a Beautiful cover. 
It's really nice. And it I is. and I do her. So there. <laughs> okay. So that's we a cut plus. to the heart of the conversation. Yeah, let's, let's get right down to it. And when David and I talked about this before, the art did look a little uh, slick, a little too computery, a little too digital for me. But I picked it up anyway, and I'm glad I did because this looks like a series that's not only going to look good. I think it's going to be important in terms of this character. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I, I bought into it sight unseen, but I, I like that cover a lot. I like it yeah. a lot. Hello, this is Denise from the Birds of Geek podcast, and I'm just letting you all know that I love comics, and you should too. And if you don't, then why the hell are you listening to this podcast? Are we done with the New X-Men? No, we can go back to New oh, X-Men. That's something I, I'll never tire of talking about. I love them. Oh, no, because I was hoping to talk about something else. Well, you just do that. I don't know. Um, Silent Wars coming. Yeah, not too thrilled with that cover. In fact, it's it, it looks like, you know, the thing is a couple chromosomes short. It's clobbering time. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's horrible. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'm That Black Bolt it, is it, not threatening it, at yeah, all. It looks a little forced. Look, looks a, a little, well, okay, it looks a lot forced. Who's laughing? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Sue's doing the Batusi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way her hand is bent in the like I'm I'm not going to let's bring it back a little bit. The colors used in this cover are not pleasing to me. It's just the the way they're This is the same guy that does the uh, covers for Uncanny when uh Henry's doing the art, isn't it? Right. Okay. No. I uh, is, yes, is it John Watson does I, the I think so, but this like is the son of the Vulcan issues. Isn't this the guy that's been doing the covers for Frontline? It looks real similar, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, Chris, did you have something to say about Silent War before we move on? Well, I mean, if you're trying to sell me on the book based on the cover image alone, I'll, I'll pretty much pass it up until the trade comes out. And and then maybe even just borrow it from a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did, did anyone here read Son of M? No. No. No, no but I, I want to since Quicksilver's an X Factor, so I am curious yeah. to know what's going on, but yeah. I haven't gone out of my way to, to to read to read House of M or Son of M yet. So, yeah. so just so you know, the, the Son of M it was one of those you know infamous infamous miniseries that didn't really end. It had a final you know issue, and the story was kind of com- you knew it was running right into something, which was this Silent War. So if you if you read Son of M. This one will make a lot more sense because because it has something to do with the Terrigen mists. Exactly. Well, that's the whole point. The whole reason Son of M, or this, the whole reason that this uh, Silent War exists, is because of the uh, events that happened in Son of M. So, right. and okay. it, it's it's a it's a diabolical plot by the Inhumans to dumb down Ben Grimm. And <laughs> I mean, look at the lip and make, and make him look like he went a couple of rounds he, with Clubber Lang. He's chewing on his own face in that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This man, this monster. <laughs> he looks like Pizza the Hut, really. <laughs> I, I I told David. I said yeah, he, good. he looks like a wet hot dog bun. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. Oh, oh so man. Wrong. Yeah, and it's. I think the uh, 
Reed is a bit too vivid, so and the rest of it's not like Reed's face. So there's something wonky going on here. Well, I, don't I, don't know know if my, I don't know if my neck bends that way to look at him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to put the monitor up to. You want to see a, a wonky Reed face? Just go back about five pages. Okay, forty-four. That's a page forty-four. We on? <laughs> oh man, we there's a wonky there. Reed face, man. I'm telling you. Oh. oh, there's a purpose to go to this page now. I'll tell you in a second. All right. Well, let's let's hear it. Wait, before we go there, how many fingers does he have on his hand, Reed? I think it's the inking on that one, but it's... okay. <laughs> no, you're right though. Every every digit looks like it's two. All right. Anyways. Oh, the reason to turn to this page, because if you look over to 45... Oh, Jesus Christ. You've got a wonderful... Ariel. This is a cover that tells a story. Yes, it of, does. Uh, Punisher War Journal number three. So I, I just love this cover for some reason. I don't know why. And not because, it, you know, Frank's taking a, a shot to the, to the face or anything, but it's just because it, it's this cover that makes you want to see what the hell's happening. Yeah. Um, so in Matt Fraction, you can't go wrong. So... Yeah, looking forward to this book. I really like the glove. That, bring, that brings up a good question for for me. What do you guys think as, as far as how the 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 Civil War covers, uh, you know, kind of more I don't know you call it the the iconic image type covers for Civil War are compared to? Do you like them better than like the standard Marvel covers? I don't know actually, where I'm going with this. I, need I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I actually kind of like them. I, at first, I was like, oh, geez, half the covers covered up with the the logo, but it, they certainly stand out. And if, it, if mm. their goal is to, hey, make this crossover easy for you to pick up and read and find all these extra tie-ins, then they certainly done their part. Yeah, it's, re- it's the it's the Garanimals covers. I <laughs> <laughs> nice. I I really like the text treatment, and and I, I like it better when the. The text is small when it's just like Civil yeah. War, that little tiny bug that they put mm-hmm. on there. I think that works really well. Yeah. And let's be honest. If they're going to be flying out of the gate with all these tie-ins and, and, and you know, it's a lot easier to do a half cover like that than it is to do, you know, the the whole surface area of the cover. So yeah. it's yeah. It, as far as speed's sake, then, yeah, I, I like the format a lot. I think it probably make, it, it probably makes the artists maybe work a little bit harder at it because they don't have as much space to work with, so they really have to to focus in on you know right. what 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 they're laying down on on paper or on the screen, you know, tablet, what have you, uh, to make it really stand out. Right, you're right, and uh, it's it's actually thinking in a different area because if you look at this it's a it's it's a very strong horizontal whereas a regular cover cover is a, a strong vertical so yeah. it lends itself to the uh, cinematic uh, I, feel it's right yeah. it's Warren Ellis's widescreen covers yeah yeah so you, you kind of miss those little triangles they had in the corner of the covers to say Secret Wars 2 or you know <laughs> <laughs> those are great sure times. you do yeah okay whatever Hi guys, this is Tony Guaglardo. I'm Doombot on the forum, and when I'm not listening to, <laughs> that is, when I'm not sticking my head in the oven, I like to listen to bullpen bulletins. I love comics. Jay Scarzi back with us again. Woohoo! Yay! Hey. Oh goodness gracious! Jay, 
Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. So what are we going to talk about now? Where are we going with this? I was jumping back to page 24 real quick. Let's jump back to page 24. Because uh, this is Daredevil, 93. Um, The reason this one is very intriguing, because besides being just a fantastic series and everybody should read it, go and get it now, but it's, it's Matt coming back to Hell's Kitchen, back to New York, so... That's very intriguing to see how they're going to end this last arc and where they're going to go from here. Right, so. and he looks very excited to be coming back. He looks, oh, yeah, he looks a little tight. <laughs> yeah. he's, no, yeah. he's, he's... Hey, wait a minute. He's, he's kind of bunch up a little bit. The, he, Daredevil's got, ch- a, got a monster in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it's happy to see Vince. I always heard about the billy club. Yeah. <laughs> Look, dear God! See, now look wait a minute. From, from a different that was perspective, Karen's fix. Yeah, from a, from a different perspective, I think I think we're going with the, uh, the what is it? Uh, oh crap! Now the name uh, is totally. Uh, I'm, I'm missing it. Uh, Shock Jock Radio. You, you, Howard Howard Stern. Howard Stern going for the Howard Stern look with the uh, the Empire State Building there in front of him. Mm. Matt Murdock's private parts. That's right, <laughs> I, and, and he's he's a little too horny, don't you think? In that we, picture, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> that was I, walked in. I did that. notice I that the, go bend, the bend that on was those Chris things Nisman is, is significant. Yeah, and one of them's very thin, and I don't know. I like the cover a lot, but I think that the horns are a little bit messed up. No much. Yeah. <laughs> And and I have to agree with with Dan. I, I'm almost caught up on the series, and I really like it so far. I read uh, the Kick-Ass series. Did you read the uh, latest issue? Is it ninety? No, I'm not that far. I'm almost done with the Devil in Cell Block D. Well, that seems to be getting a couple of votes because you know while we're talking about it real quick, the next Marvel Spotlight is up to anybody that wants to vote. There are a few selections up on the uh, up on the form, and one of them is. Devil inside and out. So, if Vince finishes reading it, when he finishes reading it, if that's what people want to listen to, if that's what people want to listen to us talk about, that's what they can vote for. But it looks like the majority of people are really interested in the Return of the Monster by Bruce Jones and Romita Jr. Ah, uh, hmm. and I just the Return of the Monster in Daredevil's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the and, crossover, no one demanded. And, and speaking of speaking of Daredevil, I got to give a little bit of a uh, a thank you to my buddy Dan C. I mentioned who me? Yeah, you. I mentioned offhand that you know what I've never read the the uh, Bendis Daredevil stuff, and he's like, "Get out of here! Really, you've never read that?" And all of a sudden, I get a PM saying, "Hey, uh, I bought you the hardcovers, volumes two, three, and four. Uh, give me your address." And I was like, "Oh, damn!" I was like, "Dude, what do I owe you?" Ah, uh, you know, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll we'll settle up in New York. Like the guy is a saint, if you know See, what I mean. What oh, I want to know is what, <laughs> what, what I don't get is I'm pretty sure I said the same damn thing. What? I didn't read. I haven't read the Bendis Daredevils. <laughs> and Vince ends up scoring the goddamn hardcover. Vic- That's because you're still oh. giving me shit for the Grendel stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just because I haven't read Son of the Demon yet. So t- tell you what? what, David, my comics are your comics, so... Oh. Yeah, we, we, can, we can swap. You can't no, keep them, though. You can't keep them. David, I'll send you... <laughs> I'll send you something too. Nah, but I mean, I, I thank you. No the problem, guy, man. the guy is just an amazing person, and, and, is, and then they get you get the. On top of that, you have the criminal um, thing that Dan is running. Just yeah. say the word, and he'll send you a bunch of. Uh, well, not a bunch. And but. I got an email today from a listener asking where that thread was because he uh, he listened to us talk about it. 
if that's the guy that you uh, PM me today, he I mean with Pat because he asked for a sketch and I said ah, you don't want a sketch for me. <laughs> you really don't want something <laughs> sketched for me. Man. I'll send you a photocopy of my ass, but that's about the best you're gonna get. <laughs> it, it is quite nice. I'll take a photocopy. Well, you know. Yeah. But, is that uh, kind of a Chrome variant? <laughs> oh. Oh. Too, my friend. No die cuts, though. So, oh. so, so thank you, Dan. Not a problem. Yeah. Any, anybody want to comment on Doctor Strange the Oath? I mean, David and I have uh, last, last episode, in fact. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic series. Any of you guys feel the same way? Uh-oh. I uh, I haven't been able to pull the trigger on it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on the trade, and then I'm thinking, man, this looks so good. I might have to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, time constraints, and well, not so much the financial constraints. Although you know, talk to me in the middle of Christmas, and you know, it'll be all about yeah, financial yeah. constraints. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I completely understand people not being people being hesitant. But honestly. Of all the books to be leery on, Doctor Strange Yoth is not one. Here's an idea. Really? You, here's an idea. So, Chris, are you reading Fifty Two? Yeah, I. You know what I am, and I really am enjoying it. Well, you know, a series like that takes a lot of research and brain power. So, save yourself the brain power, dump it, and read Civil War because all the stupid people read that. And take the money that you would have spent on 52 and funnel it into Doctor Strange. It's awesome. Well, that's true. I, and you know, I probably would still have money left over, too. You would, because that's, that's 10 bucks a month. Right. <laughs> I, li- you, you I li- like Civil War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is good. It's good. Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, it's like a box of chocolate. <laughs> I have a problem with uh, eating my own shit. So... <laughs> Where did Braxton come from? Uh, oh man! Oh. Hey, wait a minute. If the if the Avengers are like an extended family, and Wonder Man's doing you know Scarlet Witch, or Hawkeye wants to do no. Okay, wait a minute. No, 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 no. no, no. So, so take that money, and while you're at it, pick up Fantastic Four at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Good. Me, me, me likes the Alan Davis. Yeah. You, good yeah. man. I knew I liked it for a reason. And yeah. here, here's a, a little heartfelt plea to whoever lays out this previews magazine and and i know that there is budget constraints to think about but i don't need to see the cover that big if they did a quarter page of the cover and maybe two other pages of interior art this tells no one who isn't already familiar with alan davis the fact that has anyone seen those double page splashes with the 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 spaceships that they put on newsarama and the the guy's incredible doing some of the best work of his career and they're that's not telling you anything in this you know a cover image and and i know in a lot of instances they may not have the interior pages to, to to print them in which case go with the cover great but if they did that when White Tiger number one was originally solicited. I wouldn't have to be, you know, going back and doing this backpedal because I would know yeah. that it's damn solid stuff. And the same thing with with uh, Ghost Rider number seven. Corbin is is a phenomenal talent. A cover is not going to, you know, grab anybody by the by the lapels and say you have to have this. Maybe, but in well, a lot of cases, to. right. I mean, this is a cool Ghost Rider cover. It's really neat. But that doesn't tell you that Richard Corbin is one of the best comic artists you'll ever come across. 
I think we need to see more interiors in this book. Am I yeah. alone in this? No, no, no. I would love to see. No, no. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think. Uh, now, well, shoot. Now I lost that train of thought. Question for you on on Fantastic Four: The End. Kind of jumping back. Okay. Um, this one versus was it the Stanley? Is it Stanley JRJR? One supposed to be coming right. out. Yeah. What's What's the draw? I, I know Alan Davis is the draw, you know, tour de force, you know, right, right, and, and art on the Stanley Ramita. Who who's who's more of a draw for you on that, Lee or Ramita? Oh, Ramita by a okay a mile, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, if it's anything like the old days, Ramita's going to write it too. Ah, I well, got a million yeah. of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no no i it's again i've said it before it, you can put the fantastic four in anything and i'll buy it so it's not a, it's not a choice of which one is a bigger draw for me i'm going to pick up both of them but in terms of artistic styles which one am i looking forward more to it would be the john ramita jr i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh david but yeah i like alan davis i love john ramita jr <laughs> And I'm and I'm the opposite. Yeah, which is neat. See, we have this big. Yeah. We we complement each other. When you two divorce, you know which comics are going where. I, That's right. I yeah. I will say, Alan Davis draws better women than John Romita Jr. And hair. Well, let's not get carried away. But uh, <laughs> Alan, there's something really gorgeous about Alan Davis's women. Just the yeah. And and he does it. Look at uh, Medusa, where. From underneath her armpit all the way down to her ankle is basically one curve, with the exception of her, the line that goes in, and that's a really nice curve. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being a pig. I'm just saying it's a nice line. <laughs> and Crystal just go- he draws gorgeous women, and e- even men. Like in the Killraven series, he- Killraven yeah. runs around in you know a little bit of leather and the boots and the you know the S and M type gear and. It's not exactly something that would be that would turn a guy on, but I gotta say, he draws very handsome men. Yeah, wow. I'm okay. I'm comfortable. He likes his men comfortable. Yeah, pretty comfortable with my sexuality. I can say that. Hey, we're back with Braxton's quick mutant impressions. This time, I want to do kind of a difficult one. <clears throat> I'm going to do Alex Summers, aka Havoc. Starting now. Hey guys, this is Havoc. Um, so where do we start? How do we blast these people? Just tell me where to point. Point me in the right direction to blast them. I can use my um, cosmic, uh, my my plasma blast, which are made out of cosmic energy. I could use it on them. Where they at? All right, that was it. That one was a lot tougher than I thought. Got it done though. <laughs> And let, let's go to the flip side. What does everybody think of page 29, Billy Tucci's Hero for Hire covers? Am I alone in thinking that that's just, I, I, I don't get the appeal of this guy? Yeah, nah. I've liked, I've liked the other ones before this, but this one here, I don't know, just does nothing. I, I, I'm thinking they're going to make it look like a Saturday Evening Post cover mm-hmm. with with thinking, the, yeah. the Rockwell yeah. thing in the back. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The proportions just look off to me. 
You're right. I mean, it's, right. I don't I mean, know it's like, like how Misty Knight can hold her head up with that big ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you put your if it's, you put your your finger over the kid's face down by um, the the kid with the piggy bank, put your finger over his face. It, it kind of takes on a different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> So How many times did it take you to get to that point? <laughs> Where were you placing your finger before this? <laughs> I don't know. I, and you know, the thing that gets me, I think it's the colors. The colors don't work for me. I'm sure the pencils are really nice. I, no, I it could just know. be inco- incomplete at this point. Well, you know. I, I don't know if Shang-Chi is about to bust out in, in a rendition from The King and I or if he's waiting to do, you know, you can't touch this. <laughs> I'm not feeling those pants. I don't know what's up with that. Well, he does oh, need room God. to maneuver. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Shang-Chi in Kazam 2. <laughs> Very nice. Brilliant. Uh, uh, Al Rio. Where have I heard that name before? Oh, are you kidding uh, me? Go to, um, go to uh, what was it, comicartcommunity.com or something? I think he's got, uh, he's got some banners on this site. He draws a lot of women. Now, here's a killer... Uh, double page. On the left, you have Planet Hulk, page 30, and 31, Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah two books that I think are going to shoot to the top of the Marvel charts. If, if there's any justice in uh, the comic buying community, which, you know, uh, why start now? Uh, but, not much. Um, Hulk is. I got to tell you, this, this Iron Fist cover is possibly my favorite thing featuring him ever. Wow. Nice. It's, okay. No. It just, it's, it's just. And a, it's probably not Danny Rand either. Yeah, that's true. I like where they're going with that concept. Yeah. The going back to the ages. Yeah. It's that's, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Would you say it's very Grendel esque? Jeez, <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just. I'm just. You know. I got. No. Sp- no. You're right. I guess it's. You know the the title and legacy passes on. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. A, it's it's like Grendel. <laughs> he, and the mask isn't anything like Grendel's either. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, I love this show. Um, <laughs> I like I, I like the sweater look though. I, I I'm, I'm a big fan of turtleneck, so I think, and even mock turtleneck. So I, I really like the look of the uh, of Iron Fist here. I know. I'm, I'm all seriousness. I really do like this cover, and I, I like the sweater because it's a different look. I mean, obviously, you see on the splash page, the double page from from issue one, he gets rid of the booties, he goes to full boots with with, yeah. with the toe split. So I mean, we're we're getting different looks of Iron Fist, and Where, where's the I don't know. But if he if he was wearing the dan- if he was wearing the dance shoes, you know, a badass like him, would you tell him? That he he looked bad, you know. That the, the the dance shoes looked bad with that outfit. It's the other thing, though. That whole outfit. He's a ninja, and he's wearing freaking green and yellow. <laughs> I mean, you know, who's who's he sneaking up on? Big Bird. Yeah. Just I don't I. But he doesn't I, I, need I've to sneak. Character. I've, I, that's true. He doesn't. And I've just I'm I'm a huge Iron Fist fan, regardless. So I mean, I'm definitely getting the book. I really like this cover. I I, I like the. Uh, I, I like the look of it. I've liked the looks of all the covers so far. My only complaint was when I saw the, um, I posted it online, or, or was it, it was uh, one of the news items on the site, and I'm not real thrilled with the logo, or, or the masthead, if you want to call it that. I, I, I don't like the look of the, the typeface, the font that they're using for the logo. is a little wonky to me, but if my only complaint so far is just what the logo looks like, then 
I can't wait to read the book. Where'd you post that, by the way? Uh, news headlines. It's not in the forum. It's on the main page. It's going to be one of the... It's it's the Iron Fist... Spider-Man Reign New Universal and Iron Fist previews. About the 10th item down. Latest okay. news. I, cause I, I don't recall seeing the... Um, the oh, Iron you're right. The logo's not on that one. Yeah. Who the hell posted it then? Oh. Maybe maybe it was one of Miguel's many... Uh, it's on items. it's on the Iron Fist uh, story about oh, okay. 12 down. 12 down right. to the okay. top. And uh, while you're at it, take a jump over to our webpage, um, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, and check out that amazing double-page David Aja image with the... Uh, uh, what it looks like is maybe ancient China, feudal Japan. Feudal Japan? Feudal China. No, feudal it's China. No, it's China. It's yeah. China, and uh, just oh, good lord, that's a beautiful image. Yeah, it, it really. I mean, it, it's and it's it, it it's a it's almost. I mean, when you see the next image, the double page spread, and it's dark, and you have the water tower, and he's fighting Hydra. It's it's. Om- I mean, oh, I don't want to say. I don't want to. It's night and day, but I mean, it really is. Where it just it, <laughs> it, it looks, just Sweet. the looks of the the looks of the images are just so. Yeah, I yeah. Pref- I prefer the uh, the uh, night one, but the day one is stunning too. Well, I'm hoping it's, it's just kind of an indicative of the, the they're trying to get for each of the different eras when they go back, right? Because if they can maintain that, that throughout, yeah. it, the transitions won't be nearly as you know confusing and it's just going to be um, yeah have their own tone I cool. see a lot of Walt Simonson from the path in that day image did anybody yeah. ever read the path from yeah. Crosschan? I didn't yep. read the path isn't that a little, like a little yeah. similar I mean it, obviously this is much more detailed than what Simonson does but it's got that same feel to it that same the, the, the same blood you know uh, I, I like it a lot. I have big Very hopes good. for Iron Fist. I'm with you. Yeah, I did too. Maybe this will erase the the painful memory of having him go to sleep forever. And in, in stop in, it, stop <laughs> it. We're not talking about Power Man and Iron Fist 125 at all. Hopefully, this is hopefully this series will last more than 16 issues. Uh, I think it will. And how about Planet Hulk? Anybody reading that besides me? No, what the hell? No book. I'm gonna buy that big ass trade when it comes out. And you know, and I I will I will hear the raves for weeks when you guys get your hand on that. It's it's really good. Gee, I wonder what spotlight will be coming around when that comes out. Hmm. Planet Hulk. You you beyond the planet Oda Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) What is what 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 what's Ladrone done? Ladrone. Oh, he he was. He was covered for, um, was it OMAC? Uh, was it? Yes, he did the OMAC. <laughs> Way to take the wind out of it. It's just like OMAC. Right, like, OMAC. But no, oh. yeah. he, he has oh. an absolutely stunning run on cable where he tried to Uh-oh. do it in the old Jack Kirby style. And Yeah, see, in a, I, I picked up one of those and it just kind of put me off. I, I, if it's Kirby, you know, do Kirby. If it's somebody else, do do your own stuff. Don't don't ape. Don't ape too much. How long ago was this OMAC stuff out? It's just the covers. Yeah, it's just the covers. of of the recent of the recent yeah. OMAC project or yeah yeah the, yeah, the project. Oh okay okay. Yeah. And uh, the the you know you have Hip Flask and Elephant Man for right. Image. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he did the Inhumans. 
miniseries, which was just incredible. Uh, The guy is a a realist, but I don't know how he does it. He gets a... uh, He gets a feeling from his art that a realist shouldn't have. You know, it's not hyper real but it's real enough where you can say you know we're we're in there's not too much expression going on here but jesus uh, i i i would kill to be able to paint like that yeah that didn't make too much sense but that's what happens when i see art that completely you know it just fills me with this holy shit look at the way this man can draw you know and i can't i have a hard turn hard time putting words to that feeling where i'm just a little bit envious well a lot bit envious actually and uh in awe of the guy's skill speaking of uh men who can draw and 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 uh we'll we'll get to the annual in a minute but it looks like it's the month for rogue to be on the floor because you got X-Men 195. No, no, it never is a bad thing. But you got uh, what looks like Destro with hair holding on to um holding on to Rogue on 195 on page 69. <laughs> and then on uh page 70 you have an awesome Mark Brooks cover of X-Men yeah. Annual number 1. That's really nice. Yeah, that's a stunning cover. Yep. It really is. Brooks is going places. Hey, 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 you bastard. I love comics. You bastard! I, uh, I'm, 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 I I love what Ramos was doing. I didn't think I would at first, but I really enjoyed Ramos's run on Wolverine. Oh, wasn't and it great? It really was. It was different than what I'm used to. I wasn't real thrilled with his anchor on that book, but I'm I'm interested to see some interiors for this X Men. And have you read the last? Oh, you didn't. You just picked those up, didn't you? The the uh, last Wolverine. Yeah. The last issue, I have 42 through 47 right next to me so I can read them all in one fell oh, swoop. Okay. I needed 45 and 47. It it ends in a, in a way I never thought it would. Okay. It's very good. Very good. Good luck to Guggenheim on his future uh, role as the Flash writer, but uh, I'm not following, following him over to that book. Uh no thanks. No, I was I was burned once by the by the Flash recently. I'm in no rush to get the. Uh, regardless of him writing it, I don't know who's going to be drawing it. And as long as um, I think uh, Bart is the Flash, I probably I won't be in any rush to to read it. Let's go back to this X Men image 195 on page 69. I love Ramos. I do not know what's going on here. It, it's maybe it was a rush job. But you're right about Rogue. It's not uh, Ramos's best stuff. And tell me that's not Destro with hair. It does look unfinished. It's a little smudgy. Yeah, maybe it's just the a... pastels are just a little... Right. Uh, well, you know what? Then I'll shut up until maybe I see the cover published. But, yeah... <sighs> it looks like Destro with hair in a Santa outfit. It's odd. <laughs> what the hell kind of Santa's have come around your house? <laughs> hey, man, I'm Jewish. <laughs> that's that, that would be... <laughs> Santa Claus. Ah, would be Hanukkah Harry? <laughs> That's right. Ricochet Rabbi. Hey, here's something for you guys. Okay, uh, what do you go got? Back to uh, page 39. Okay. I'm not a big Marvel Adventures pickup guy, but I may just on general principle have to pick up Avengers number nine. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> David loves Modoc. Can't Modoc. get me enough of the Modoc. I uh, I looked at that and I, I I just I squeaked when I saw that. 
I think I dated a girl who looked like the Storm Mode. And oh, I was just no. gonna say, dude. And and if, if someone who's reading Marvel Adventures Avengers, if if they can explain to me why uh, Spider Man, Wolverine, and Storm are all Avengers, I'd appreciate it. But who cares? So look at that Spider-Man Modoc. That is so cool. He's got little tiny spider feet. Look at him. <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah. I can't look away. Uh, that's right. And the the Hulk Modoc yeah. is all mad and that, you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to buy that just on principle. I I would never be able to Pass up a Modoc cover, number one. Number two, that's really neat. Look at that. <laughs> it's. <laughs> y'all, oh, God. Y'all kill Just me. makes me giggle. Yeah. Let's, let's all squeak. Can we squeak? <laughs> um, <laughs> what the hell was I don't know. Sad squeakers. <laughs> this is like my, one of my dogs ran off with you. Jesus. <laughs> and again, we've said this many times. Patrick Sherberger, look at that cover for Marvel Adventures Spider Man. That's it. That's the, only, the only thing that throws me is uh, is Sandman's hair, but but this but the Spidey is great. Oh, I think the whole you thing. You know what? I was gonna hair. I was gonna comment on the Sandman hair, and it's actually something that is repeated again in the uh, little two page spread for Don't uh, say Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Oh God! I mean, I understand. You know, I'm, I'm a little thrown off by the Colin Farrell and Willem Dafoe conversation here with no words, but uh, you know. <laughs> I don't understand the Norman Osborn hair. People are so much better now that what? they can get away from that, I don't know, curling iron. <laughs> hey, come on, boy. Pushed up against the skull thing. Kind of boy meets world, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> kind of like cornrows, really. Sideways, <laughs> sideways. Yeah, that's that's a selling point. That's what I, I, yeah, I, I never. I don't think Flint Marco or Norman Osborn ever. Uh, their goal was never to be like you know number nine on the barbershop chart. It well, just, it, it, oh, I don't know. We've <laughs> when when the topic of discussion you know f- goes to hair goes to Norman Osborn's hair. You know, either either one we're out of topics <laughs> or we need to change See, we I need to even, change it really quick. And I didn't Okay, even I got talk. one for you here though. Okay. okay. Does anyone have the actual full previews? Um not with me, no, but I could oh, get it. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Okay. If you go to and just cuz normally I don't buy previews, normally I just uh look at the online solicitations. Right. So I actually went through and bought a previews, full previews. Went through, looked through all the sections today, and I stopped at page 451. And I don't know if anyone saw this, the Marvel Fragrances. Oh. Oh, no, I didn't. Now you can I didn't have get that a super sweet <laughs> smell like your favorite Marvel superhero with Maybe. these awesome fragrances. North Star's Nutsack, is that one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Choose from your favorite X-Men members, such as Storm, Wolverine, or the entire X-Men gang. <laughs> See, I don't know if I'd want to smell like yeah. the entire team. Fourteen ninety-nine. <laughs> oh, that won't break Bull- you out in a rash. <laughs> wow. That's- Mom, my neck's green. That's that's just nuts. When you want to be as fresh as a summer breeze, you know, grab the storm. <laughs> God, man. All righty. So, do we? What's the, what's the combination of smell of you know, steel, beer, and cru- ruby and, quartz? And blue furry. Okay, right, ruby quartz. And Jean Grey. Um, <laughs> that is the smell. 
Hey guys, this is Braxton with another quick impression of the Iceman, otherwise known as Bobby Drake. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, Professor X, this is me, Bobby Drake. What's happening, Professor X? Watch out, I'm going to do this ice, I'm going to freeze this river so we can cross. Oh, shit, I got your toes, Professor X, you need to keep back. Back, we'll roll back. Uh, you won't feel it anyway. Alright, that was my impression of Bobby Drake, the Iceman. Has, has anybody read the, uh, the, the three-page preview of, uh, of Wolverine number 50 in this preview? I have. I looked at it. <laughs> David, why don't you talk about that? Yeah. I, I don't want to go into it. I just, I'm not, I'm just curious <laughs> to know if, if, uh. Is is anybody excited about Wolverine number fifty? Yes, I am very excited. Are you excited because of the art, Vince, or because of the writer? You know me. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. And and no, Simone is doing. Uh, Simone Bianchi is taking over the book with issue fifty. It's it it looks good. Um, the Wolverine walking down to the. X Mansion with with his claws extended. I I'm, I'm not getting that. I, I that might not be the artist's choice. Loeb might have written that. I don't know. I'm not real thrilled with Wolverine's internal monologue as he's walking down to the mansion and his conversation with Rogue. And and I I know it's only three pages. I'm not going to write the book off just based on these three pages. I'm I'm going to get it because I've been getting Wolverine since. Uh, since Rucker wrote it with issue one, so I mean I'm in no rush to to not get Wolverine, but but what's written here really doesn't um really isn't making me jump for joy right now. And the only thing that I that that I like in there is uh, second page the word balloon uh, to the X Men where Rogue is in charge this week. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. If there's that more was... of that kind of stuff, I might I might go with it. Oh, I'm I'm definitely going with it. I'm not I'm not um I'm not like I said I'm not writing it off. I'm I'm not and I'm not trying to judge it just on these three pages. I'm just based on I'm still optimistic. I just I'm not these aren't the three best pages that look like are gonna be in this book. I'm just I'm not I'm not filled with glee right now. That that might change. It might change, you know, if I see a few more pages. But I mean, just the way it's written. I mean, it is pretty, but just the way it's written right now, it might take a little couple issues to get used to the character. I just, I'm not real thrilled with these three preview pages. Our goal is to get you full of glee, there, David. It should be. (laughs) That's right. What are we talking about? Wolverine Fifty. Wolverine Fifty. Oh, all right. I'm not a big fan of the headgear. And Vince, you said something about the shoulders. Yeah, that's the thing I don't like. I, I, you know, and it's not even don't like. It's just something that I find very surprising that yeah, a, yeah, a character that would that prides himself on his stealth abilities would wear a reflective shoulder pad. Now, if if you're in the, you know, if you're in the in the thick of things and and somebody moves to your right and you see the reflection in your shoulder pad, you know, it's just. It, wouldn't it throw you? I don't know. It's just something that I, I don't think the character needs. But I understand why they're there because Bianchi likes to do those little organic, reflective type noodling things, and you know it, it, it was all through uh, that uh, Seven Soldiers. What was it? Uh, 
Shining Knight. There was little mm-hmm. effects like that in there, and and he's very good at it. The man draws better than anybody has a right to draw. It's just, oh yeah, no, it's 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 and and I was I'm not real thrilled with the with the headgear on on the cover. Uh, not so bad when he's coming at you, but it, See, I, have we ever decided if if Creed and Logan are related? Because I think this is Vince the hat, this is the one that will. Okay. Well, if 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 we all want to think like Vince, if we take a look at Wolverine walking down to the mansion, and um, and then we turn the page and we see Creed chilling in the Barco lounger, it looks like they're both packing the same monster. Wow, I'm not looking there, but <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and so we have a theme for this episode, oh, and it's right. it's trouser trouser pilots. <laughs> Um, Pocket monsters. Yes, I I don't see the the headgear. That that's not gonna bother me. I I mean let let's Which be honest. Which headgear are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> 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 Wolverine's been drawn by Sam Keith, so if you can stomach <laughs> that, you know you can take basically anything. I, I I just love Bianchi's art. I I think the guy is so talented, and the thing that gets me is. Virtually unknown before, maybe like in well in this country anyway, maybe like what two and a half years ago, it just came out of nowhere. It's incredible. Uh, the only time I've ever seen him do something that wasn't all that hot, and oddly enough, it was Wolverine. Was that all that uh, variant cover he did for oh, one of Wolverine the? Origins. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible cover. But and that's just the character of Wolverine. The background was really nice, but yeah, the guy's great. I love him. I love him and I hate him at the same time because I wish I could do something with that kind of personal style in it in in so short a time. It's it's, it's just beautiful work. But enough about me. What else do we got? <laughs> we have got the to... Claws hardcover. Has anybody did anybody read the Claws mini? I uh, oh. I looked through one. I'm gonna buy a hardcover. No. Sits black hat. Wolverine's here. Black Hat looked great, and it, I, I I did enjoy it. It was a fun, it, no heavy lifting involved. It was it was a nice uh, distraction from anything and uh, anything intense. It was it, it was a, it was a few three issues, Is and then of course the uh, the Defenders trade. That was a fun read. I will say, and this is probably so expected of me to say this, but I love Jack Kirby's Galactic Bounty Hunters. I think it's a great comic. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and it it, 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 it's not, it's not around comics great. And, and, and Sal, <laughs> Sal knows what I mean by that. But if, if, if you were born within the time frame where Kirby worked at DC and Marvel for the second time around, like say 70, uh, let's, let's just say anything before 1980, this comic is going to click with you. It's just that good. It's got that 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 spirit that Kirby had back then, and it's got the style naturally, because Mike Thibodeau is trying to do it a little bit like like Jack would do it, and it's just a lot of fun. They're goofy characters. It doesn't make too much sense, and it's it's off the wall and doesn't take itself seriously. And I love it because of that. You know. No. Is this an ongoing or is it a mini? I don't think it's a mini. I thought it was, but I mean, it's on number five, so it's. It, I don't see this thing going for seven issues on the current um, storyline, like this. The uh, the, the um, 
Garrett's been kidnapped and by this guy named Slug with two G's. So mm-hmm. you see, it's that Kirby stuff, and every it's so neat. Every chapter has a title, like Jack used to do in the seventies and Commandy, and nice. yeah, it's a great book. But again, if you're if you're looking for every issue of, uh, to be a criminal, or you know, I, it's, it's not going to work for you. So I, I just think David Crosby's never looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard! Hey, Vince is for you, but the. Uh completely mostly off subject but okay it does have to do about kirby uh did you ever read fortress of solitude the uh jonathan latham book no novel no 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 i haven't it's a, a coming of age story yada 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 but uh they're comic book fans and there's a whole big rap in there about uh kirby going back and forth between marvel and dc and marvel ah so it's pretty it's a little inside for, you know, the nerd set. Very cool. Hey, it's Vince B. Vince B. Calling my own uh, bullpen bulletins buzz line just to show you people how easy it is to do this. Buzz line. All you have to do is call 1-888-654-2278. When prompted, enter the code 285-736-2855. The four-digit PIN number is 5555, and press 2 to save when you're done with your message. That's it. It's it's very easy. Easy? Yeah. That's Marty. Um, so, I mean, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Call the bullpen buzz line. Let us know what you think. And something like, hey, great show, guys. Love it. It's really good. Uh, it's, I, it's, I love it. <laughs> so there you go. Call the buzz line. Bye. <laughs> Still going. It is now. Yes, it is. Still going. It's so easy. Even a 52 reader can do it. I'm not going to comment on that one. Well, there you have it. Our Marvel preview special for November. Again, let us know what you think. Is this the way we should go on from now on? Or should we go back to the old page-by-page method? Uh, let us know. Jump on the forum, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Uh, emails can be sent at uh, vince at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or david at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or even just info at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. There's a contact us on the page. And uh, make sure to join us next week for our first knock on wood. Did you hear uh, the knock? Wait, I'll uh, get the microphone uh, on down. my head. For our first creator interview, God bless him for for doing this. So uh, I know I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I got some reading to do this weekend. Yeah, that's me too. Me too. And it's not only from Marvel. Which what are you gonna <laughs> do? What, what are you gonna do? You know, good comics are good comics. That's so uh, join us next week. Then thank you for uh, being here with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.